0: can you be quiet please thank you
1: the following is an exclusive presentation of pirate radio the voice of the pirate nation welcome to pirate radio live
2: sustained effort and violence there's local politics bud i don't care about the weather i can't control the weather don't want to talk about the weather do we not agree was that supposed to be funny
1: Cool, neat story. It could be a total goat rodeo. Now, live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello, and welcome in to
3: a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, PR 927 FM dot com and you can watch the show on facebook live and on youtube coming up later this week you can be a winner on facebook and youtube we'll have a booty bag giveaway coming up uh facebook only uh during the show on wednesday and we'll have a youtube winner coming up later on this week as well so stay tuned for that we are locked and loaded here on a monday already had a great edition of the brian bailey show earlier today if you missed it You can watch it right now on YouTube, Pirate Radio TV. Subscribe so you get all of our new content as it drops. And also, you can check it out on air today, 6 o'clock, as Brian Bailey went the entire hour one-on-one with John Gilbert. All right, we got a big show on tap for today. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we will talk to Brian Bailey, his Cowboys, getting ready for some playoff football, taking on the 49ers this coming weekend. We'll talk about that and what's going on with ECU Athletics at 4 o'clock, We'll talk some ECU club hockey. I'll let you know what's going on uh, and when you can watch them in action here in Greenville, North Carolina. If you want to get some uh, some live hockey action going and root on the Pirates, we'll have all the details coming up at 4 o'clock. At 4.30, we've talked to professional wrestlers in the past. Uh, Cesaro, we've had Summer Ray uh, join us on the show, and uh, many, many others. Dana Brooke, most recently from WWE. This will be our first AEW wrestler we've had on pirate radio it'll be brock anderson he's an ecu alum he is the son of the legendary arn anderson and we'll talk about the aew uh i was gonna say coming to north carolina but i believe they were in north carolina last week and they'll be in raleigh coming up this wednesday night uh big show i know the big dog uh glenn griffin and cj schaefer are heading to raleigh on wednesday to see uh, aew dynamite coming up live on tnt we'll talk to brock anderson about uh, coming to East Carolina, his career uh, as a wrestler, being Arn Anderson's son, and all that uh, coming up at four four thirty. Excited to talk to him. Troy D will be in at five o'clock on today's program. We got Shirley Rhodes, we got C.J. Schaefer wearing the T.J. Watt jersey as the Steelers are heading to the playoffs, and Chandler Honeycutt also in Studio B. And Ellerby joins me right here. At the big table. Hello, Jonathan.
4: What's up, Cliff? Used to watch Brock's dad, Arn Anderson, on Saturday morning wrestling, one of the four horsemen. Just a legendary part of my weekends uh, back in the day. And uh, I assume the AEW is not at the Dorton Arena coming up on wednesday no, they're gonna
3: be pnc yeah
4: so uh but uh, that's where arn probably used to throw mm-hmm. some uh, haymakers back in the day but uh certainly i, I look forward to that interview and uh, pretty cool the guy's uh, east carolina part as well so i look forward to hearing uh, the latest on uh, brock anderson and uh about his uh, really his story I-, I don't know much about him other than he's coming up on the show in a little bit so you watched some wrestling at
3: dorton arena you probably did this too but i watched uh, some live hockey there Yes. With the
4: ice caps I, I was back a, in the day. I was a Raleigh ice caps fanatic. I used to go there early so I could get the seats that were just the metal chairs behind the goal. They were standing room only, so you could, which was kind of insane if you think about it, so you could catch a puck. So that's where the pucks would get shot up. But, uh, oh, yeah, Lyle, Wild Goose. And uh, the the Raleigh Ice Caps, they used to. One of the, I went to opening night there, and they played Greensboro, and it was the biggest fight I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, Good they time. they threw down, but uh, yeah, I was in high school right during the uh, Ice Caps uh, heyday, and uh, I even went to a Bullfrogs game. When uh, the they had a professional basketball team called the Raleigh Bullfrogs. No way. Yes. So, so this is the first I'm hearing of this. I want to say I do. I'm not positive, but I do want to say at some point Chris Corciani was on the Raleigh Bullfrogs. I'm not sure what league it was in. They
3: were uh, around for one season. 91 yes. Ninety-one, ninety-two. Mm-hmm. They played at Dorton. Uh Let's see. They were twenty-eight and thirty-five. Lorenzo Charles, Chuck Nevitt, Mike Morrison, and Chris Cortiani had stints on the Bullfrogs. Yes.
4: Also, what a great name for a team, too. The, I need a hat. The Raleigh Bullfrogs in uh, Dorton Arena. Also, remember the Raleigh Skyhawks. The the, uh, uh, whatever professional. World League. World League, yes. yes. So they they were one and done. I remember watching
3: them, I want to say on like
4: USA Network back in the Mm -hmm. day. So uh, it's just some interesting good. In the early 90s when I was in uh, high school, there was a lot of cool minor league. I I went to opening night at uh, Five County Stadium when the mudcats uh first became a thing yeah their first ever game at at five county stadium it was hot as all get out that night and there was no breeze and you were that was before i mean the stadiums improved a lot over the years and super nice now but uh, it was really kind of like a metal bleacher structure and it was no breeze and it was in the middle of a field and it was it was hot all right lots uh, of good stuff great
3: great ellerby stories and um Sure, if Troy's listening, he's going to be ready to top that coming up at oh, five o'clock about abs- his childhood. So oh, stay
4: tuned for a- that. Absolutely. I think he's busy applying to be the GM of the Bears right now.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, I think he's too young. Everybody involved in the Bears search and everything is over 75 years of age. Mm. They are going old school over there. But we'll, over. we'll talk about Black Monday uh, with all the coach firings, uh, a little bit with Bailey and later with Troy D as the Bears uh, are looking for a new coach and GM for their football operation. All right. So uh, we got some great guests today. Uh, let me real quick uh, talk about what's coming up later on this week. We'll talk to uh, the rusher previous to Keaton Mitchell running for a thousand yards for ECU. We have to update that stat uh, because Keaton Mitchell had a 1000 yard season this past year, but Ventavius Cooper did it back in 2013. We'll talk to him coming up on the show on Tuesday, planning to hook up with Tyler Sneed. talk about his decision to make himself eligible for the NFL draft. We got him coming up later this week. Also, Connor Norby, uh, former Pirate great, now uh, in the Orioles organization, going to join us on the Pirate Radio live line later on this week to talk about uh, you know his his brief pro career that he's been involved in right now and also the banquet coming up, as he will be speaking at that, the ECU baseball mm-hmm. banquet. And uh, Warren Sabah is... Um, who uh, we watched a lot here play football at East Carolina is preparing for the Hula Bowl along with DJ Ford. That is a, a game down in Florida, I believe, coming up this weekend. Uh, but we'll talk to Warren Sabo on the show about his long career at ECU, finally getting the Pirates to, to bowl eligibility and a winning season. And uh, we'll talk to Warren, one of the team leaders, coming up on Friday's
4: show. Yeah, it'd be interesting talking to those guys. You guys got back to bowl eligibility. Didn't ever got to play the bowl game, which will be something they'll always That's look back used to go to the Hula Bowl. Yeah. So, w- will the Hula Bowl be played? And will the Hula Bowl be played in Florida, not in Hawaii? Although it sounds like I was like I saw DJ Four tweet that he was in the uh, Hula Bowl, and then I was like, oh man, he's getting a little trip to Hawaii out of this. And it was like, oh. Orlando. so is it supposed to be in florida i don't know anything I don't, I, about the hula ball i mean the hula ball it doesn't it's, it's i don't know the history of it but it sounds like it's a uh one of those postseason games that it's a maybe,
3: college football all-star game uh january 15th orlando florida
4: right it sounded like one of those deals that maybe originally started in hawaii and then maybe cost and other stuff and like just, the pro Bowl. yeah the pro Bowl is now in vegas <laughs> yeah
3: uh, which is great i think if you want to get players to show up put it in vegas yeah
4: not I a mean, bad place to go I, I, it'll be interesting how that uh all pans out too and how many i mean you talk about when we talk about bowl season 40 bowls in 14 days of really they're all exhibition games i mean is there a bigger exhibition bowl game than the pro bowl yeah i and hate ha- it how many people will opt out of that because of covid and all the other things well, that, you know like, i
3: hate it as a fan like i you know me I mean The more games the better yes but you just can't do an exhibition football game
4: that's not what you said last week about the uh, football team's 17th game you were done with them you didn't want more football team correct uh Washington luckily football team. luckily
3: there were millions of other games to watch this weekend right so i avoided that one and watched uh, some other football but uh yeah the pro bowl you got to figure out something else to do i don't know you just can't have guys out there killing each other and they're not they're going half speed and sometimes that can cause even more injuries it's funny we talk about this every
4: year everybody talks about it every year but no one has come up with any solutions to change the format well there you can't
3: change the format of a football game
4: i mean you could just do contests and stuff
3: yeah but i mean again i'm not i probably
4: wouldn't watch that either i mean it's kind of like the i mean i enjoy i mean obviously the 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 whole thing baseball is a completely different thing, but like the home run derby if you could come up with some sort of contest and uh, maybe like linebackers have a linebacker field goal kicking contest (laughs) might be kind of interesting i don't know how
3: about just a straight up race would you be interested in seeing the fastest guys race do you
4: you remember did you ever see the show when you were growing up it might have been you might have been too young when like the uh the the stars of each network the network battle of the network stars but i mean what if you did something like that like obstacle courses and uh punt pass and kick you know i
3: had a uh i saw a tweet the other day it was a slam dunk contest with ken griffey jr barry bonds uh Deion Sanders and this wasn't really fair they had like the long jump champion who was Mike Conley senior father of Mike Conley who's had a long NBA career but he looked like an actual basketball player and was out there doing all these dunks and ended up winning the event but that was pretty neat. Maybe yeah. how about a slam dunk contest for NFL players? I like that. But what about also and uh, a home run derby for NFL players?
4: Yeah. What about while we're throwing it out there? Uh, Holy moly! Steph Curry's golf show. Have you seen that? The putt putt show. I
3: know you're. I know you're a big fan of that. I know. Rod but I mean,
4: it's, it, it incorporates obstacle course and golf. Well, he, we
3: just figured it out. Have these football players playing basically every
4: other sport, right? And make that the Pro Bowl festivities. Yeah, I think I think a holy moly with uh, all these athletes trying to do those shows. I, I'm I'm all in. I think that would be a ratings hit.
3: LRB is Mister um, Love Ideas. Mister not only idea but solution. yeah solution. I, 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 I,
4: anybody, anybody can point out the problems. It's the people that can point to the solutions that are going to get further in life.
3: There you go. That is a LRB quote. That's you your go. quote, right? I love it. You didn't get that from anybody. Uh, everything's borrowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, man, we got to talk about pirate hoops.
4: What did you want to say? Oh, yeah. I, I was, I, I was going to speak. I'm going to get to that eventually. Before football, the 40th Bowl in 14 days is tonight. Yeah. Does that really count? But we can talk about pirate hoops. Very uh, Went on the upswing last week, and then just a heartbreaker. I mean, it's like... We're getting better, getting closer, but it's it's just you hate when that happens, but it happens. And now I mean, the,
3: I'm watching that game thinking they're going to lose, right? I think when I you're watching it, you hate
4: to have such a negative thought go in your brain when you're watching ECU basketball. But it is so. I mean, that dark cloud just just forms over you whenever yeah. you're watching East Carolina basketball, and you're like, all right, what is what's going to happen here? You know, no lead is ever big enough in An ECU basketball game. I mean, I don't care. I mean, there was one game I, was, I don't even remember who they were playing earlier this year, and they won handily. But they were still up by like twenty or got up by like thirty at one point, and then it got cut down to like eighteen. And yeah, I was like, yeah. and you get, you're like, oh my god. I mean, you're you're up eighteen points in a basketball game, and you're nervous. But uh, it's,
3: well, let's let's make it as heartbreaking as we can. We're gonna ha- lose on a last second shot, and you know what? Let, let's let have that guy be from Kinston. Just right. re- And he plays at Temple up in Philadelphia. Just to really rub salt in the wound. But, I mean, razor-thin line in the American. We've seen it in the first two games. Pirates are on the right side of it. Uh, Wednesday night at home when Tristan Newton just went out of his mind and was able to hit a clutch three, send it to overtime, win an OT. And then the reverse happened as Damian Dunn was not going to let him t- his team lose on uh, on Saturday. He had 33 points. He was uh, three of six from deep, and he hit the dagger at the end of the game. There was one play drawn up. It was you get the ball, you run down the clock, and you take a shot at the end. If you miss it, we'll go to OT and figure it out then. And kind of everybody knew it was going to happen,
4: and and credit to him, he hit the shot. Yep, and uh, the Pirates got a bounce back this week with Cincinnati and Memphis. Yeah, and... At Cincinnati on Wednesday, and
3: then uh, Memphis on Saturday. Cincinnati... I, I said it right after the game. We did a, a Twitter spaces. I mean, it wouldn't shock me to see East Carolina play them well and once again go down to the wire. Cincinnati lost to Tulane at home and really got manhandled by Tulane at home. And then the very next game, they bounced back and beat SMU by 20 at home.
4: You know, I, so it's, I wish these games were flipped that the Pirates had Cincinnati at home on Wednesday and maybe were on the road Saturday at Memphis to kind of. It's just, you know, pirate basketball on the road is just. Not a place where victories are uh, ever really gathered. No, I wish every game was at home. And you were doing the PA.
3: Why can't we? And Morgan get Morgan couldn't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like my spot in two thirteen. Why? Uh, why can't we get every game at home? Is this a John Gilbert scheduling issue?
4: That is a good question. I mean, why is <laughs> why is there a bias in our conference against us not having all home games? <laughs> What's the deal with that? I mean, I would. I'd be willing to play. You know, a few more road non-conference games if we could get all the. <laughs> And uh, I, you know, I'm a big proponent of you know, if they want to save money, if they want to get back to common sense, I think we've talked about this before. Why don't we play like this weekend? Play two with Memphis here in Greenville, and never have to go to Memphis this year. And then we'd play two at Cincinnati. What's so solutions, guys? You, you play you play Memphis Friday night, and then turn around and play them against Sunday, and you get you get two games against Memphis, and then they're just here for the weekend. And then they fly back out, and you could
3: do that. That's like you know, the uh, that's like that's what. It's kind of like the volleyball schedule, Mm -hmm. but they do like, um, they'll go on the road and they'll play South Florida on Friday and then Central Florida on Sunday and then come home. And that's all their games that week. Right. So if you went to that schedule, your basketball schedule would be Friday, Sunday, basically all year or Thursday, Saturday.
4: And you tag team the women and the men together and you build up basketball weekends around the country, get your season tickets. uh, You know, who's coming to your, who's coming to your city? So it's kind of like uh, sit, hey. game day, you know. But uh, now, granted, you wouldn't get every other year. You would get the you know the teams. But uh, I mean, I would you, you like you like home basketball games? Would you love a Friday night, Sunday afternoon college basketball weekend on, in
3: Greville? You beat them on Friday. You show up Sunday. All right, we got to get the sweep. You lose on Friday. You're like, all right, we got to get the split today. Let's go
4: be kind of fun i like it it. i mean it's it's you don't get you don't ever see basketball get to play back-to-back games like that i mean baseball you'll watch a series you know three games in a row um but i I think it would be cool and 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 the fact that you would save a ton of money you would cut down on the number of road trips and uh, you could charter you know leave on thursday night be there on friday play some hoops women either play before or after however whichever the home team wants to do it so uh i'm all i'm all i'm all for it all right well the uh hornets and bucks are trying this out to see how it works
3: hornets beat the bucks on saturday night in charlotte the hornets will play the bucks tonight in charlotte oh really they just that's the
5: second time that's happened this year for the for the hornets they They
3: stuck around and uh i guess went to the nascar hall of fame and carowinds and went and
5: bought some carolina panther um merchandise the the bucks
4: did yeah yeah
3: I guess. What else are you going to They went to Dale Jr.'s bar. What else is there to do in Charlotte? In Charlotte? Yeah. am trying to think. There's a lot. What of was there. the Greek freak doing these last couple of days, hanging out in Charlotte?
4: Probably in the penthouse of the Ritz <laughs> in <laughs> downtown Charlotte and uh, doing whatever he wants. Yeah. But, uh, I mean. But uh, they're trying your little scheduling idea there. I like right? it. I mean, you know, the NBA is trying to save money. Why wouldn't college athletics try to save money? There you
3: go. All right. Uh, good stuff. So, basketball on the road Wednesday uh let's get a, a nice crowd saturday at mengees that should be a, a fun one coming up against memphis
4: memphis is uh, the real deal i think i mean they, they're locked and loaded No, are they, are they...
3: they're loaded but they 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 hadn't put it together it's the return of larry brown to greenville uh larry brown will be here rashid wallace will be here penny their whole hardy. traveling circus will be here penny hardy your confidence level of the cincinnati and memphis games I'm almost more confident of, that they can beat Cincinnati on the road than I am Memphis at home. Memphis right now nine and five overall, three and one in conference play, but they've also they beat Alabama at home. They've lost the Tulane. They are. It, it seems like if their guys are locked in from tip off, they can win any game. If not, they're going to have a lot of turnovers. They're going to have a an offensive funk for a few minutes, like we're used to with East Carolina. But uh, Cincinnati, year one, West Miller. He's allowed, they're eleven and five overall, one and two in conference play. So I'm, uh, I think East Carolina can split these next two. Split, and I would be happy
4: with that if they were able so to do it. You're calling that. a split this week. Or are you just yes, real you're yes, yes. yes? clip Rock with a split. I'm calling a split. If not, you'll do a
3: split on this show. <laughs> <laughs> That is more difficult than East
4: Carolina winning on the
3: road. It is. More
4: impossible. Clip Brock doing a split is how much more difficult than the Pirates winning a road American basketball game?
3: Yeah, way more difficult. Way
4: more Like impossible difficult? I can't do a split. Can you do a split? No, I never really thought about it, but no.
3: Well, think about it right now. I don't think so. All right, so now you don't think you can. Do you think I can? Can anybody here do a split? No.
4: Mm, Surely. Splits.
2: I could do one, but I would require an ambulance to get back up.
4: Now, what is a split? That's where your legs are. One goes. Oh, so you got one.
3: I mean, I could one's get... One's going north. One's going south. I can. Yep. Get in the well, and you have to have the
4: whole leg back.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, it, this is impossible. No.
4: Let's start with this. Could you take a knee? I can. <laughs> I, can I can successfully so do that. If we get you on a knee, can you get the other leg on the ground flat from there? The the front one? Yeah.
3: Maybe maybe probably i mean but the back you i mean do it there's no chance it. Mm. the back the other way all
4: right so no so ecu with a split clip rock no split all right there you go all right where do you stand on banana splits banana splits uh hadn't had one in a been a while yeah it's been a while you know they don't really get marketed or advertised like they used to when we were kids growing up. that was up.
3: like an old treat
4: yeah, it's more of like the milkshake and the blended uh, you know, like smoothies. Yeah, smoothies. It's, it's it's not the banana split is a lost art. It is. People hating on the bananas. I love a banana now.
3: Big banana guy. What's I, your uh
4: fruit power rankings, Elvira? Uh, my fruit power rankings, uh, you know, I have a smoothie every morning, so that's uh and I love putting a banana in my smoothie. But do you uh, make your own? Yeah, oh yeah. Blend it up. Magic bullet you just throw fruit in there and stuff? I, I usually uh, yeah i put frozen fruit and then like a banana and i use it in my magic bullet if i am running uh short on time i always hit my friends at fresh vibes for one of their delicious smoothies, nice. which are good too but uh yeah so uh, i like that I, i'm a big fan of a green apple too okay like a little uh sourness yeah your apple I, like, I, granny, I, smith, granny apple. smith yeah I'm a, I'm a big granny smith what, apple person what
5: did you call it a magic what now
4: magic bullet what's the magic Is that a blender i'm assuming have you never yeah, seen the Yeah, it's a small blender yeah you just it gives you individual cups and then you just it's it's about this big around and you just put it on there it's, and you, it, it's it does one, the trick it's a one cup blender yeah
5: nice
3: we have turned into an infomercial. Yes. Now Ellery's going to do a presentation on it. Yes. All right. Uh, sorry. So your fruit uh, power rankings, banana one, Uh granny smith.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think my go-to is probably a granny smith apple, just okay. all year-round, because they're available year-round. There's some fruits aren't available. I'm a huge watermelon. Kind of like uh, jelly beans. They're <laughs> only available. <laughs> no. Granny, <laughs> granny smiths are available year-round. Okay. Watermelons are not. Uh, I guess good. Watermelon. Can you go to the grocery store and find a watermelon right now?
3: No, you can't. I literally bought watermelon last night. Come on, where? Not a full whole no. watermelon, uh-huh. but like sliced up watermelon. Uh-huh. Yeah, you
2: can buy sliced up watermelon in some places. Have I the smaller like jelly beans, though.
5: They don't display it like they they rule. hide them from you. Exactly. They're no, they, they were not <laughs> hidden.
3: They were right there on the shelf, and I picked them up. And Lily's is uh, it already die? Pick- it's already diced watermelon. Yeah, my, but in they have yes. they have some that's like half or like at
5: yeah. food lines. But and like during the summertime them. you'll go to the grocery store yeah. and it's like sitting there the sure. whole There's the a whole watermelon. Yeah. yeah, they also
2: have the smaller watermelons, not your normal size watermelon, mm-hmm. but they have those small round ones. Watermelon I think they're called the seedless five. ones. Yeah. But yes.
3: Uh big pomegranate fan, Ellerby. Really? No yeah. Pomegranate. I know. Can't say that. Um they're messy and it's a lot of work, but I really like those for some reason. Hmm. all right so there's, there you go. there's your fruit update fruit update of the day you like fruit of looms uh underwears i hope you're wearing some i don't have a problem with them yeah Just i'm more out. of a haynes guy you're a haynes person all right. uh blair says call jess at purple blossom yoga for all your split needs there we go troy, there troy you did,
4: go troy D did some hot yoga there this weekend. Yeah.
3: do you uh, i bet troy would say he could do a split or he'll say two little butt cheeks. He'll say if I could practice, I could do one.
4: Oh yeah. That's his line. Yeah, he just needs to dedicate more time to doing whatever and he can And he, he
3: could do it. He can do it. <laughs> Unlike any other human on earth. <laughs> yeah. If he decided to, All he needs to is d- practice. <laughs>
4: yeah, then he could do it. That's the only thing keeping him from the PGA tour. <laughs> yep. You know. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of things that are holding Troy D back <laughs> is is Tom. We're on committ- that.
2: We're we talking about practice.
1: More on
3: yeah. that at five o'clock. Yes. All right. Um who you got tonight? Bama wow have you thought about it or was uh, it that quick it's that just this it? is
4: the first thing always i know Pick you're bama. not a
5: betting guy jonathan but total is 52 you're going over or under
4: i'll go over if you're taking bama you got to take the over all right ellerby has spoken that's just my theory and i really that is just my 100 percent gut this gut really in my mouth. The I haven't and, broken it down. Yeah. I did watch the first game. I'm hoping I can stay up late enough that it'll be a good enough game to watch. But um, I just, I mean, Alabama has the best player in college football. And Who's that? The Bryce quarterback? Young, Bryce Young. And then they got the best best coach in college football. And Bill O'Brien? <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick Saban. And I don't know. I mean, this year was the first time that one of his assistants has beaten him and that's kind of done jimbo fisher beat nick saban so I, I mean i think i mean he might have kirby smart spooked
3: yeah could be uh georgia is a three two and a half point favorite depending which on which i the think you look. plays into alabama's favor big time anytime they're a dog what, what was
5: them. the stat to consider that you mentioned earlier it's like four and the loser is four and in the
3: national championship game i don't know what era i get. Uh, maybe the college football playoff era uh, the team that lost previously, that had a rematch in the championship, is 4-0, and which would say pick Georgia. But you can find a stat. Right. For any, to consider. For anything you like. So. Right. All right. Ellerby. Enjoyed it. Yes. That went by fast. It did, man. We covered a lot. We covered a lot. We didn't cover anything all at the same time. Right it was uh, a great job rewind job re-listen all right we'll uh see you next monday there is ellerby hanging out hour one segment one of pirate radio live when we return we'll visit with double b brian bailey we'll get his pick tonight i'll keep up with these ellerby first up has alabama we'll see who uh bailey's got who do you got will you be watching will you be protesting do you care about the game tonight, let us know on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube. And we'll have more for you on Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this.
1: Of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Uh, University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go to IT expert since 2006. They are the local tech support experts. For any of your business needs, let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Baron.
3: Alrighty, back with you here on this Monday. Nice sunny day. A bit chilly outside. But feeling good here in my Braves World Champion hoodie.
2: I was going to say nice hoodie.
3: Nice hoodie. The Atlanta Brazier World Champions. Who will be the uh, NFL champions? You don't hoist the Lombardi Trophy in January, but you do in February. And uh, Brian Bailey's team is in the dance. The Dallas Cowboys, the NFC East champions for 2021. Bailey, how you doing, sir?
6: Not too bad. How are you?
3: Doing good. Cowboys Niners. What do you think about the matchup?
6: Uh. Well, you know, it's just one of those deals where you've had a good season, twelve and five, but you know, great seasons are made in the playoffs. So they've got work to do. They got to go out there and play. You know, if, survive in advance. No matter how how you do it, you just got to do it. They got to play well. If they play well, they win. If they don't play well, they won't win, and then there'll be all kinds of question marks and everything else going into twenty twenty two. So.
3: What's a what's a good season, Brian? Is it getting to round two? Is it getting to the NFC Championship? Is it getting to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl? At what point will you say I'm happy with this season? Well, you know, what, what's your your ceiling?
6: Well, I would say this year it would it would probably be to get to the championship game and to see how they how they would play against Green Bay if Green Bay gets there too. Um, I think that would be what I would measure it on. If you go to Green Bay and and lose a close game, which the Cowboys have done before, I mean, you know, it's tough to win up there. But there's no guarantee that Green Bay is going to be there. You know, no guarantee Dallas is going to be there. I'm realistic about that. Just look at what happened yesterday in the NFL and how crazy things were. What in the heck were the Colts doing yesterday? I mean, all they have to do is go to the worst team in the league and win, and they're in the playoffs. And, you know, and then if I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I up late night last night, thinking this can't be happening. This can't be happening.
3: I remember Bailey. You said a line. I think it was your uh, your first wife uh, that that asked you. You know, hadn't you already? <laughs> you you watched the game or something, and she said, you said, you know, you've been watching games all day. You you've been watching. You're gonna watch another game, and you said, well, I hadn't watched this game. Like every game is different. We've watched a million of them, and every situation, every every week, it's something new. And I just don't remember the drama of last night where you've got two teams that they were better off tying than one team winning the game because they could both guarantee they go to the playoffs. And you got this other team, this other fan base watching the game, screaming at somebody to score. It was just the, the ultimate theater, the ultimate drama. It was
0: awesome.
6: Yeah, the, the actual line was, we haven't seen these two teams play. And there actually, you go. It, was, yeah. it really got me in some trouble. But anyway. <laughs> It's a great line. It's true. Uh, exactly. It is true. And the Chargers, I mean, you know, going forward on fourth and one from their own nineteen or whatever they did that yeah. one time, you know, they got themselves to blame for that stupid play. But, but, and a lot of people were talking about if they hadn't called timeout with about a minute to play. The Raiders might have just gone ahead and let the clock run out and they tie and, and they go about their business.
3: Yeah, I think that's a bit overblown because there was four seconds on the play clock and there was a still shot of Zay Jones with nobody covering him. So at that point, they wanted to make sure they were at least covering guys on defense. The Raiders would have ran the ball. The, the problem is that is that third down play. Well, if you stop them at the line, what do the Raiders do? Well, they break the line and are able to to get in a very makeable field goal. So I don't know if the I think the timeouts being overblown personally.
6: Well, and, and I agree with you there. I don't know if they would have tried a field goal from much much further out. I mean, I don't think well, you can try a 57-yard field goal. Attempt.
3: Yeah, well, well, if they ran a play and that defense is all confused, they might have busted it for a touchdown. I mean, they weren't going to take a knee if they didn't call a timeout.
6: Right, right, right. But I'm just saying, if if they're li- if if they're if the decision comes up and it's a 57-yard field goal attempt or take a knee and <laughs> tie, then they tie. I think the NFL was really worried about that because yeah. it's the wor- worst thing. I mean, you just, you just don't want that to happen. It's, and, and I hate to say it like this, but especially like a franchise like Pittsburgh will be one of the, the premier franchises in, in the league, and they're going to get screwed up because these two teams tie.
3: If, and, so, and you've got – I didn't even really think about this, but like – Al Davis, uh, you know, rest in peace, but Mark Davis and they don't really get along great with the NFL, right? So they could have really put the screw job on last night if they wanted to.
6: And Al Davis just win, baby.
3: Well, well, true. Yeah.
0: Hi, baby. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, it, it was awesome because you had two fan bases in that building. They did show a, uh, disgruntled Steelers fan there in overtime saying somebody do something the the biggest fan base watching that game wanting a team to win was not in that building or part of the Raiders or Chargers it was it was awesome yeah
6: and and what happens if the Chargers block the field goal and run it back for a touchdown
3: yeah kick six I mean anything could happen there
6: still in but you know, and, and the odds of that are are long, obviously, but hey, anything can happen. Yeah. But I, I thought it was I thought it was great drama. I you know, I was filling in for uh, for Garrett this weekend, so we had the final score. We went on way late because NFL football ran late. So I, I realized at midnight nobody's really watching the local newscast, but I was on at like twelve oh five. I had the big weather wall screen with the big the game on there so I could see exactly what was going on while I was on the air and hearing the sound a interview or a soundbite or anything, I could look over and figure it out. And it was, it was just great drama. It was it was a lot of fun last
3: night. All right. Super wild card weekend on tap. We'll have the games for you coming up right here on Pirate Radio. Gets underway with uh, this is a fun one because this is two teams that um, just have not been great uh, of recent years. And you got the Raiders uh, with Zay Jones there. I, by the way, I, I, I feel good. I, I'm happy for. For uh, Derek Carr, seems like one of the good guys, so uh, happy for him. And then you got the Bengals, man. Those fans are going to be jacked up in Cincinnati to get a home game. Last time they won a playoff game, Bailey, it was Boomer Esiason, Icky Woods. you got to go way back last time they won a playoff game.
6: The Icky Shuffle. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Uh, Brian Bailey had a dark mustache the last time. I saw somebody say that uh, nobody in uh, human history has sent a text message about the Bengals winning a playoff game because it, it that was not a thing back then. So,
6: what year was that with boomerang?
3: Uh, I think it was ninety one. Last time they won a playoff game. Oh, wow. oh, they beat a team that doesn't exist—the Houston Oilers—in that game. So, yeah. uh, Oilers. That's the four thirty game. That should be a fun one. Uh, Patriots, Bills. Uh, the Bills uh, have knocked the Patriots off the perch uh, as the top team in the AFC East. They'll have to go out and prove it. Uh, they split during the regular season. And they'll play eight fifteen on CBS, so another late news night uh, next weekend for uh, for Channel Nine. You've got on Sunday Eagles at Bucks at one, Niners at Cowboys. Uh, Romo will be on the call for that one on CBS at four thirty on Sunday. And in the nightcap, Steelers Chiefs. And then for the first time, we'll have a Monday night wild card game. Uh, I believe the Manning cast will be back for that one. Cardinals Rams. Uh, coming up Monday night. So, uh, fun weekend on tap, Bailey, with the NFL playoffs.
6: What did you think of some of the lines for the games? So I thought the Steelers and Chiefs was crazy. The
3: uh, Steelers, man, they're just so uh, – I don't know.
6: they things up so well. I just thought maybe they would, you know, muddy it up and see if they could hang around. I don't know. 15 is a lot of points in a playoff game.
3: CJ is a true fan. He's a lot like myself. CJ Schaefer – is in Studio B wearing his T.J. Watt jersey. I heard him say before the show, this will be the last time I'll be able to wear this jersey with pride because we're going to get blown out. I just said the Steelers are eh, and he's over there making faces like, what are you talking about? It's a it's a <laughs> great example of I can say something about my team, but you can't. And that's the sign of a true fan right there.
6: Yeah, yeah that's right.
3: <laughs> Although Bailey always talks glorious about his Cowboys.
6: I, 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 no, I try to be realistic. I try to be real.
3: Realistic, realistic right.
6: Bailey.
3: Ah, uh, talent. I, the lines. Like, I don't know. I, I don't like the the Eagles, but the Buck. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a game. I don't have a favorite pick yet. I guess out of these games so far, but the Chiefs. I could see them blowing out the Steelers. I don't know. I could
6: certainly see it too. But Kansas City's had so many games this year where they just kind of muddy around themselves.
3: I tell you, I don't like the Bengals being favored by that much. I'd probably go both underdogs on Saturday, and I, I'll get, I'm going to get sucked into some old Belichick magic here, but I'd probably go Raiders plus the points and Patriots plus the points on Saturday. What's the Raiders? Six it's, I'm seeing like six. Yeah, I think that's too much. I don't, Do you trust the Bengals in the playoffs?
7: Playoffs? Playoffs? Oh, playoffs.
3: I don't know. Anyway, that's what makes it fun. All right. Well, there's that coming up this weekend. Uh, I'm going to be missing some of that game because I'll be in Minji's Coliseum, Bailey, watching the Pirates take on the Memphis Tigers. And how about their trip up to, uh, to Philly? Tell me about Damian Dunn. Did he play for Kinston High School? I keep hearing Kinston. What was his story in high school, Bailey?
6: Yeah, in his senior year, he transferred uh, somewhere. I think it was in Georgia. Uh, to a school. But but I remember him coming around, and I knew he was at Temple because every time you know Pirates played Temple last couple of years, we talk about it. But uh, he was a good player at Kinson.
3: Yeah, and he was a good player on Saturday.
6: <laughs> he was.
3: 33, he would not uh, let his team lose. He was awesome on Saturday. And, man, th- these margins have been razor thin. We saw it quite a bit during the non-conference schedule. How about two games going down to the wire to start AAC play? Pirates are on the right side of one of them and, and the wrong side of the other.
6: And they've got a tough schedule coming up. And that's the worst part about the American, man, because there are some games that, you know, it, it just seems like every every team is difficult for the Pirates to beat. But some of the teams, you know, Memphis has, has you know, those top five recruiting classes. And Cincinnati, Cincinnati, they had a good game yesterday. Memphis won 87-80. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, you know, those are two tough teams this week.
3: And I, I'd like, I hope we're one of those teams that can battle and be in ball games. Like we, You know, we have the first two. Can we be one of those teams like these teams that every night in, night out, you, you don't want to play them, you know? I think Joe Dooley's got a, a group of guys that could be one of those teams this year.
6: Yeah, I think so too, and I think he, he's getting a lot out of those guys. I think we're seeing it right in front of our eyes that when you keep a kid in your program, you know, three or four years and, you know, we're seeing Tristan Newton in his third year, and he, if he wants to keep playing, he can play a lot longer. Um, you know, J.J. Miles. I mean, these, these guys are getting, you know, they're, they're a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit more experienced. And, and they, you know, Tremont had, had two huge plays yeah. in the Temple game down the stretch. I mean, that, those are the kind of plays that experienced players make, and that's what you got to have, and it just takes time.
3: Yeah, and uh, Pirates will be back at it Wednesday in Cincinnati back home. Need a big crowd Saturday, 4 o'clock in Menjee's when they take on Memphis. Bailey, uh, over the weekend, so it was, uh, I believe, Friday we heard the Tyler Sneed news. He was going to declare for the NFL draft. And then on Saturday, Jaquan McMillan, uh, the talented cornerback, uh, says he will do the same. So that is, uh, that's two huge losses that Mike Houston's going to have to deal with heading in to this next football season.
6: Yeah, and I think uh, in talking to some folks that Tyler had told some of the guys that he thought he was going to do that. I think it's a direct, uh, you know, direct look at what what Blake Pro was able to do mm-hmm. and how he was able to do what you know. And he just got signed, and obviously he got hurt and didn't get a chance to do anything this season. But the uh, the Vikings have signed him and hope that you know he's got a chance to make the roster coming up this summer. But uh, yeah, you, you just you hope know, he's doing the right thing because if you like if you love the sport of football like he apparently does, and things don't work out, I mean, I guess there's other avenues now with USFL coming back and some other things. But uh, it, it's a tough, tough sport. You know, it's it's tough to make it up there in that league. But I'd love to see him. He's a, he's been a fun player to watch, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, and I just don't think he could raise the stock anymore. He's not going to get any taller. I mean, the production has just been so good and consistent throughout his career. If he comes back and catches 80 balls, does his stock raise? I don't think it raises that much. I think for him, the time is to go. Jaquan McMillan uh, had a great year, and and maybe he feels the same uh, being on, you know, an All-American list and things like that, that now's uh, the time for him to go. So I I wish them both the best.
6: Well, and I think in Jaquan's case, you know, intercepting footballs, is, is a talent, but it's also there's some luck involved and people throwing your way and that kind of thing. And like you said, you could go through a whole season. He could he could have a much better could have had a much better season next year and not had the picks. Yeah. It's the interceptions that put him on the All American list. Right. I think that yeah, you're probably right there. You know, I, I don't think you know that uh, Tyler could have improved his stock any, but I don't think you know his stock. I don't think it would have gone down
3: any if he played another year. No, I, I agree. It, he's just a year older and, you know, got more bruises and bumps. So, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe he didn't want to. If I was him, I'd want to be in college forever, but not everybody is uh, peaks early like I do in life, Bailey.
6: He can't drink as much beer as you can
3: well, every year in college. So. That's that's probably true. Well, I had yeah. – because I'm bigger than him. He's a small – he's a little fellow. true. <laughs> all right so there's that with ecu football yes what's uh what's next bailey uh winter workouts and i don't know i guess we'll be talking spring football here in a few months
6: yeah i think they go through what six weeks of winter workouts and uh those are very hard very difficult with big john and then they go into spring football and uh, I, I miss it man I, I i tell you you know a lot of people have come up to me since the bowl game and they said man it's too bad you missed christmas and and, and, and i did miss him i like being around the family and all that but it was a lot of fun up there covering the bowl game. I mean, I hadn't covered a bowl game in so many years and then to get a chance to go to practice each each practice and, you know, shoot a little bit of video and then kinda of just kick back and watch how practice was going. And it was it was really just a it was a it was a good trip for a lot of reasons until you know the bowl was canceled. But I'm looking forward to football getting back. I think, you know, I, I like watching Coach Houston. I like watching the assistant coaches, Steve Shankle. I can like watch him coach all all day, man. He's he's hilarious with those linemen. It was a lot of fun.
3: Bailey, uh, Alabama, Georgia tonight. We'll wrap it up here. Who you got tonight?
6: Well, you know, it's one of those things. If you put a gun to my head and say, hey, if you get it wrong, you're dead, I'm taking Alabama. Right. I mean, I'm just doing it. But i really – I think Georgia's just as good, and I think Georgia just ran into a buzzsaw. And and I'm a firm believer it's hard to beat a team twice in the same year, hard to beat a team twice in the same month. But I'm going to go with Georgia, even though I know I'm probably just – talk out of my head and alabama's gonna
3: kill him i kind of feel the same way if you if your life is on the line here you go with nick saban but knowing that you will survive this game no matter who you pick oh <laughs> yeah uh georgia steamrolled everybody this year except for that one saturday uh in atlanta and and that was alabama beating them down and uh they get them again i'm still on the fence i'm leaning alabama but Maybe I can be swayed in the next uh two hours and thirteen minutes. So
6: Georgia just what had one of those days where they picked a bad day to have a bad day.
3: Yeah. We'll uh we'll run some of the audio from Brian Bailey and John Gilbert. Great conversation and uh you asked some great questions, Bailey. You had a little help from the uh the listening and viewing audience too. Had a lot of Facebook questions today.
6: Yeah, that was good. And, and that's always fun. You know, I had a chance last year to do uh the coaches' shows for radio and, and you know, people sending stuff in. It's kinda you know to get their ideas on the air as well but uh it was you know john did a great job answering everything and and it's always interesting to, to pick somebody like that their brain and then during the commercial breaks try to get something more out of them and I, I enjoyed it a lot john's a good guy
3: that's good stuff talking to double b brian bailey here is uh your factoid of the day bailey the first this is the first time ever good grief i think you go top six that the top six college basketball teams in the AP poll, none of them are in the Eastern time zone. I saw that stat today. Oh, how
6: about that?
3: Yeah. So.
6: Well, the ACC is really down. I mean, Miami, 5-0. Oh. Right. They've won nine games in a row now after beating Duke the other night. Duke fell, what, to number nine today. Carolina's p- played really well against Virginia on Saturday. They're up and down. They lost they- to,
3: uh, what, Notre Dame last midweek before beating Virginia.
6: Yeah, they sure did, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's, you know – and Virginia's not nearly as good as they've been in the last six, seven years, but they played better against Clemson. They lost to Clemson. That's why I don't bet on basketball. They lost by 17 to Clemson at home, played them a week later as a three-point underdog at Clemson. I would have taken Clemson all day long, and Virginia beat them by 10. Doesn't make any sense.
3: Not at all. Never does. But that's why we love sports. Yeah, and watch the, these two teams play. We
0: haven't
3: watched it. <laughs> All right, Bailey. Enjoy your evening, man. Appreciate you joining us. Right. Sounds good. Take care. Double B, Brian Bailey, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Let's take a timeout. come back, wrap up hour three. Psych. Wrap up, wrap up hour one. Man, I was ready to get home. But we got a lot of great guests coming up on the show. We got the ECU hockey guys rolling in at four o'clock. Brock Anderson from AEW. At 4.30, Troy D. will be here in Hour 3, and we'll open up the booty bag. A lot more to go on Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday after this.
1: listening to hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's clip brought
3: all righty back with you here on pirate radio live wrapping up our number one uh black monday in the nfl my coach has been retained ron rivera chandler your coach uh retained matt rule to the chagrin of panthers fans
5: whoops sorry yeah just keep my mic off
3: <laughs> and whoops. if one of the producers of this program were to have their coach fired. I would have put all my money on Matt Rule and not Shirley's Dolphins firing Brian Flores because the- Chris Greer is an idiot. That was a uh, that was surprising. Although it sounds like this is more. Off the field than on the field stuff. It sounds like it there has was, to be there was just some disagreement. No,
2: the, it, the disagreement really comes from the offensive side of the ball. If you go back and look, they've had three to four offensive coordinators in the last couple of years, and that's where the problem lies: is that they can't seem to figure out who is going to be calling the plays. But as far as a head coach goes, Brian Flores had two back-to-back winning seasons. He was ten and six last year, nine and eight this year. You know, they were finally getting a team that is not an embarrassment to the you know to the organization when they take the field. But Chris Greer has got to go. He's been there for twenty years. What have the Dolphins done in the last twenty years, with the exception of the last two years? The, That's exactly right. Fire Chris Greer.
3: The Dolphins owner Stephen Ross had one of the most asinine quotes i've ever seen an owner have when talking about jim harbaugh so ross is a michigan guy jim harbaugh may be the best candidate out there if he's going to jump from college to the nfl for the second time but he said quote i have no coach in mind at this point this is after firing uh flores we're going to do a thorough review and interview process And Jim Harbaugh, I love Jim Harbaugh. He had the opportunity once before to come to the Miami Dolphins, but he's at the University of Michigan. That is my school I graduated from, and I'm very involved in it, and I'm not going to be the person to take Jim Harbaugh from the University of Michigan. I hope he stays there. He's a great coach.
2: Mm. Uh, Just shut up. Is
3: he rooting for his college more than his own team that he owns?
2: That's what I'm saying. That is insane to me. That's why I'm telling you why the Dolphins have sucked – For ages.
3: Now I'm pulling for him to go somewhere else.
2: And if Harbaugh uh, Harbaugh stays at Michigan, it's not because that idiot says he should stay there. It'll be because Michigan comes up with the money, and they've got it. They've got the resources to match the type of money that USC threw at Lincoln Riley. Because right now, he's not making that kind of money.
3: Chandler, if you own the Panthers, and Mike Houston was the hottest coaching candidate and he coached your ECU
5: Pirates, and you're so. I don't ha- want to take him away from the Pirates. You're so. Ha- I don't want him to be my coach because I don't, <laughs> don't want him to leave ECU. <laughs> but a,
2: football coaching and, and a, owning a football team is a business. So whenever the Bears, you do what's best for your business. So whenever
5: the Bears hire Jim Harbaugh, and that we'll talk to Troy D. coming up in the five o'clock hour, he, I think this is the guy that he wants to be the head coach for the Bears coming up. Uh, whenever yeah, he does well, get it, hired by the Bears, Steve Ross is going. Woo, man, I tell you what, thank God I didn't hire him away from, not only, from Michigan.
3: Not only has Harbaugh left Michigan, which he doesn't want to happen, now he's for another NFL team when you could have potentially had. That is the weirdest thinking I've ever heard an this owner say. This is
2: right along the lines of whoever made the decision to have T Pain do the freaking Miami Dolphins song—it <laughs> has
3: never been the same since. It, then. It,
2: we are the most dysfunctional <laughs> NFL team in the history of NFL teams, and you—I I, just—I'm so angry.
3: The T Pain jinx.
2: Holy cow, Chris Greer better not ever walk down a dark alley, and me be on the other end of it. That's Brian, all I'm saying.
3: Brian Flores four and two against Bill Belichick.
2: That's what I'm saying. Nine, Nineteen. How many? How many head coaches in that division alone have that kind of record against Bill Belichick?
5: Nineteen wins in the past two years, and just like Clips said, four and two against Bill Belichick. Did you say they you, had a
3: winning record the last two
2: years? Yes, they were ten and six last year, and they were nine and eight this year.
5: They had a seven-game win streak.
2: Yes, now the seven, of course
3: they had a long losing streak too. But. The,
2: correct, but they turned it around. It's real easy to give up. I mean, I have watched a Dolphins game where Tannehill, when when Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback, Tannehill throws to a wide open running back who had slipped out from the backfield, was five year uh, five yards downfield, and the running back freaking ducked to avoid the ball. And at that point, I thought. Okay, that's it, I'm done. I'm done being a Dolphins fan. If you can't even freaking catch the ball and you just duck because you just don't feel like throwing your hands up, I don't know what the hell happened in that play. But that's the one play where I just said, I'm done, I'm done. But then they hired Brian Flores, and Flores did what he could possibly, everything he could possibly do to turn that thing around, and we were starting to see some promise. We were seeing some promising defensive play. The offense still struggled. We we are still offensively very bad. But the defense was keeping us in ball games, and then we went on that streak because it's very easy to quit midseason when you're 1-7. and seven. But then you turn it around and go 8-1? and one?
3: It's weird. That Again, it has nothing to do with on the field. It's got to be a disagreement. Could stem from the quarterback situation where maybe he wanted Watson or another quarterback and ownership wants Tua something that it's got to
5: be something a disagreement leads to the firing of a coach that's ga- gave you 19 wins and a four and two record over bill
3: Belichick. this no, is well, what we're, we're somebody
2: talking about. please buy the miami dolphins we're talking about a
3: guy that won't hire jim harbaugh because he I mean, coaches at that's, michigan that's, that's so yeah ridiculous. he'll fire
5: anybody
2: is that's it?
3: ridiculous i don't know all right we fire chris greer get a break in sell the
5: dolphins as we did get a break uh clip uh on facebook american athletic conference earlier in the program we were talking about the double dagger that was the buzzer beater against east carolina damian dunn being that guy what'd you call it double d- double dagger
3: oh I, dagger. Th-
2: that didn't sound like a double dagger that sounded like double dacker yeah i heard it. and i was like what is that uh, double Sorry.
5: double dagger all right
3: i well, was the like double were you dagger trying that- to say
2: double decker what what were you trying to say there
5: the, the double dagger that was the uh the game-winning three by Damian Dunn. Damian Dunn being from Kinston. Yes. I just saw on Facebook, American Athletic Conference, Houston Cougars men's hoops, Josh Carlton, and Temple University men's basketball, Damian Dunn, take home this week's American Hold Hoops on. Is honors. that a triple dagger? That's a triple dagger. Because Josh Carlton is from Winterville. <laughs> so Carlton averaged 26 points and 11.5 rebounds, including a career high 30 points against South Florida, and then Dunn hit two game-winning threes this week including a career high 33 points against the
3: carolina that is nuts all right let's uh take a break that is salt in the wound right there when we return we'll talk to the guys from the ecu hockey team I'll let you know how you can go watch them play some hockey and uh, give you all the details we're back with you after this
1: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions david price construction the proud ecu home services partner give them a call today at 919-292-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock
3: all back with you here on a monday edition of pirate radio live hour two of today's show and uh, some interesting topics in hour number two coming up at 4 30 we'll talk to ecu alum and now aew wrestler brock anderson he'll join us on the show coming up as AEW will be in Raleigh coming up Wednesday night with AEW Dynamite. So we'll talk to Brock Anderson, son of the legendary Arn Anderson and an ECU grad, and uh, talk about his story. Uh, Troy D. will be in here at 5 o'clock. He's got some Raleigh ties, and so do a couple of these guys who join us now in the Pirate Radio studios as we'll get to know what's going on with the ECU Club Hockey Pirates as uh, the coach joins us here and a couple players as well and uh let's go around the horn and introduce everyone and uh luke we'll start with you
8: yeah hey thanks for having us uh yeah coach luke brozovich um my first full season here at ecu came in last year with the covid affected season but uh yeah came down here from pittsburgh and joined greenville so far
3: all right there you go cj we got another pittsburgh guy in here <laughs> uh chris tell yeah. us about
9: yourself uh, my name is chris toperno i'm team safety officer and one of the assistant captains on the team I'm a junior here at ECU. I've been playing for the Pirates for going on three years now, and I was uh, raised in Apex area, right oh. near
10: Raleigh.
3: All right, and Hudson?
10: Yes, sir. Uh, Hudson Schaefer, uh, club president. Uh, I've been playing hockey in Raleigh since I was about six years old. Um, I've been at ECU for three years now, and I'm graduating this spring.
3: All right, good deal. And uh, yeah, I was going to ask where you guys are from. I grew up. Playing baseball, basketball, football I guess traditional sports. Not a lot of hockey in Eastern North Carolina, although I guess with the hurricanes coming and and now uh, you're seeing it more and more. And being right there in Raleigh, you know, how big was that growing up the, the sport of hockey for kids?
10: Honestly, it wasn't very big. Um, you know, as a kid, you know, there's only around 60 kids that are playing hockey in the area at your age group. So you, you tend to to learn everybody's name. Everybody knows each other, and it ends up being a pretty close knit group. Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Had a great time growing up with those guys. When did you start playing, Chris?
9: Uh, I started when I was about eight years old, um, personally. But like you were saying, it's pretty cool growing up in the area and playing. I mean, we played against each other. I mean, not on the same team, but actually against each other pretty much every other year for on and off ten years, something like that. Like, it wasn't big when we were younger, but there's a lot that's been going on, especially with the Canes. They've been doing a great job to really build hockey in the state and in the south in general it's really starting to grow and become more mainstream
8: luke what's your uh, background in so, hockey yeah I, I started playing when i was about three or four years old and then uh my junior high school I actually have a heart condition so i had to retire mm-hmm. when i was 17 and got into coaching right off there and have pretty much coached every year since but um yeah i mean being in pittsburgh obviously you got Pretty, I mean, I couldn't tell you. I was young, but I, be, I think it got hit a boom whenever the Pens won the cup in the early '90s, and that's about the time I started playing. And uh, it's gotten bigger there with everything going on. And um, yeah, so coming down to Greenville, I knew it wasn't a, it wasn't really known that ECU even had a team because I still walk around and when you you tell them, yeah, hey, can I coach the ECU hockey team, people are like, I, I didn't know they had a team. And I think it's like, yeah, I think they've had a team for about 20 years now. So <laughs> I feel like you guys do have a bit of a, a cult following,
3: and uh, every time you guys play like an NC State or somebody like that and you also have uh, some weird face-off times I've seen it. some some late night games <laughs> oh, yeah. and things that's, like that that's club yeah. hockey for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you guys have, have had some big crowds over the years let's talk about what's going on currently so uh the new season is about to begin yeah second
10: half of the season I'll let these guys talk about right. it uh yeah second half of the season we're uh, we're feeling good right 11 and two right now so we're gonna we hope to close out the season strong you know we have playoffs in March so we're hoping to to uh, launch off and have a good have a good time in playoffs. Uh, we, we actually, like you said, we we play NC State here February 4th, so uh, we're looking forward to the to that one. That's a that's a big one. It's a big name team in the area, so we're uh, we're going to look to compete in that game and put put our best foot forward.
3: That'll be on a Friday night, so second half of the season. Uh, I was mistaken uh, getting ready to begin. So you take a break, I guess, when the new year comes around.
9: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't get to uh, play or have any team-sanctioned events over the uh, over the winter break when everybody's out of school. Uh, the guys tend to work, though. I mean, we get a lot of guys going to local, sticking pucks, going back home, sticking pucks, working out off the ice. Like, we've got a really strong group of guys this <clears throat> year that are showing a lot of drive and a lot of desire to perform and compete at a higher level than ECU hockey's really ever seen.
3: Where do you uh, play your home games?
9: Carolina Ice Zone. It's about yeah five minutes down the road and is is that
3: is that the only place you can get on skates and play hockey around here in greenville i believe so yeah Yeah. so you're kind of limited as to so what when do you practice when are you able to get in there and you know get some work in yeah we
8: practice two nights a week uh we'll think we have our first one tomorrow night so um yeah then games home games are typically friday saturday nights so, uh, usually always at 9.15 p.m. too. Yeah, the late start times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What uh, Everybody
3: gets the pregame and tailgate for this, <laughs> right? What, uh, so what's the home game schedule looking like uh, for the next few weeks? at said NC State in February. How about leading up to that?
8: So actually, NC State's on the road. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. we'll be up at the Wake Competition Center for that one. Our second half home schedule's not a lot. We just added this first game Saturday. Uh, we'll play uh, Stevenson out of uh, Maryland. Uh, 9-15 they're actually we're division three actually in clubs, so they're division two so we got them Saturday and then they only had their home games we had scheduled with our senior weekend in mid-February but we're actually we had a UAB scheduled and we just found out apparently they don't have a team so we're looking to the life of we're we're trying to find a replacement right now so but uh, that would be another chance for everybody to come out and see the game Uh, for
3: more information if people want to see the schedule and the team where can people find that at
8: uh website is ECUHockey.com. We're transferring over to a new website so um they can get schedule. Well and I, that's on me to get everything together so I still gotta add on. But tickets are five dollars
9: fifteen dollars? No, five? Five, five dollars. I think is it three for students with yeah. an ID? think so yeah yeah something, we'll something go with that. those lines yeah we'll, it's a, go, we'll it's a, go with it's that it's a pretty cheap option though
3: <laughs> <laughs> so how do you go about getting uh, so did you guys come to east carolina just as students and then find out about club hockey or was that a factor in you coming to east carolina like, how did that, all that come about
10: well uh personally i came to east carolina to be a student and uh honestly i wasn't even going to play until a couple of guys that i played hockey with in raleigh you know were small close-knit group they convinced me to play and you know, I, I'm, I'm glad I did. You know, we have—I've made a lot of good friendships there, and, you know, if, if there are any youth hockey players out there that need a place to play hockey and they want to keep going in college, it's a great place to do it.
3: How about you, Chris? Did you know about the team before coming here or find out when uh, you got here?
9: Yeah, I knew about the team. I did a year in juniors in the Raleigh area. Uh, kind of realized I didn't want to go anywhere up north to play. I mean— go what, go spend thirty-five thousand plus a year out of state tuition plus playing hockey. It's a lot. Uh and all the local schools kinda had it and I ended up settling on ECU because I liked I liked what was going on academically with them. Uh got in touch with the team a bit beforehand and uh came out watched some games and just kinda liked the environment that I saw and kinda liked the culture that I saw with the team, felt it would be a, a good fit for me. Um I mean, co- uh, club hockey is college hockey, man. Everywhere in this area, people people say, oh, you're club, you're not varsity. That's that's college hockey, man. It's it's good stuff. So how do you
3: guys go about making sure, you know, the future is going to be bright uh, here at East Carolina with club hockey? How do you go about getting it known out there to students, recruiting players? You know, what do you guys do to, to stock the team? Not just this year, but, but moving forward.
9: Word of, word
4: of mouth. That's, we, that's it. we got
9: a lot of guys that kind of, I mean— especially kids coming from out of state. Tell, we tell them if you got younger buddies that looking for somewhere to play, get them to come down here. Like we get a lot of kids from Raleigh and stuff like that, but we've got probably half our team is out of state northerners from like Pennsylvania, Jersey, places like that. And we love telling them like, get get your buddies to come down here next year. Tell them to look into applying to ECU and come play hockey. I mean, it's, it's all real word of mouth. We don't Get to do a ton of true recruiting um just because we're a club sport All we right. don't really have resources for it but yeah i mean people kind of hear about it especially if you're in the area you know there's hockey in the area even if it's not a varsity program so it's a lot, lot of word of mouth
3: a lot of equipment uh in <laughs> hockey so well, the, from a funding aspect how much does east carolina do how much are you guys on your own as far as that goes
10: uh, players have to play do due, pay dues every year. You know, uh, <clears throat> it's not a free ride. Absolutely not. But we uh, we get, we're very fortunate to have club sports here at ECU. They do a lot for us. They give us a lot of money. Um, but we also have to pick up pick up the rest because hockey is an expensive game. Ice time is expensive. Gears expensive. It's it adds
8: up. And the players get things. Part of their dues, you know, you're not, you know, part of your dues is for the ice time, the travel, the jerseys, your shells, you know, whatever, getting a helmet or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I will give kudos to the club sports department at ECU. I mean, I came, I was coaching at University of Pittsburgh in uh, Penn State. And um, Pittsburgh, it was just nothing against it, but they just didn't keep track of the hockey, like the club sports. We were off campus, and we kind of just did what we wanted to do, which was kind of nice to a point. But here... I mean, you have a trainer, at practice, which I'm not used to. I mean, these guys have their own locker room, which I'm not used to, I huh. said. So it's it's a really good program, um, and the school does, you know, keep watching everything like that, which is great for me. What are your uh, future plans to be around here a little while? Yeah, no? so our, our goal is – so we're Division three. Our goal is to move up to Division two next year. Um, so then we will play, you know, NC State, UNC, Wake Forest, teams like that more on the regular – um, it would probably be a little bit easy on the travel with the D2 because there's a lot more North Carolina uh, state teams that are D2 over D3, like Duke as well. And um, so, yeah, my, my plan was coming in here. I don't want to say too much, but they weren't uh, in the best terms with the school as a program when I came in. Yeah. And I was told that when I interviewed, which honestly, I didn't mind at all. And um, these guys were here in the spring when I came down after we finally got cleared to do some stuff. and. Uh, we kind of told them right off the bat it's going to change, Your attitudes going to change, and they're probably sick of me, sick of my voice. They're probably they probably love break because they don't have to hear me talk about it anymore. But um, no, it was uh, so. My plan is just to keep improving them as much as we can, and going back to the recruiting. I mean, I don't go and watch people, but we get people injured. I just had to talk to a kid Saturday on the phone and just kind of tell them, if you want to come here, you can. And these guys are returners, and I told I tell the returners every year you're not guaranteed to come back, so it's, it's not a scholarship sport, so you don't have that. So you, uh, you'll you play through, what,
3: March, you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this your final year?
10: Yeah, this would be my uh, final semester of club hockey. So the clock's ticking. I <laughs> need to make the most
9: of it. How about you, Chris? How much longer you got? Uh, I, uh, I got the end of this year. I actually planned a fifth year, uh, specifically in, in no small part because I want another year of club hockey. So I got uh, yeah. the end of this year and I got two more after.
3: I uh, I host sports trivia every Wednesday night at AJ's, and there's a group of guys that come in, and I think they're part of the um, the recreation league in mm-hmm. Greenville that play uh, You might have yeah, crossed paths with I'm, it. Probably the
8: I play in the league. So, okay, yeah. great. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah.
3: are you uh, you ever up there at AJ's on Wednesday uh, nights?
8: Not on Wednesday nights, but I'll try and get up. There <laughs> okay, sometime. yeah. Actually, there's a big group of yeah. table
3: of hockey dudes that come in and put on whatever the national game is. and yeah. watch mm-hmm. hockey. But uh, so, are you going to keep
10: on? You know, you're still a young guy. Are yeah, going to keep so, on playing? Uh, that's a tough question. Uh, <laughs> the next four years, I'm hoping to get into dental school next year. So awesome. I don't know how much time there's going to be for, for hockey, but I hope to be on the ice every once in a while when I can. What a
3: great profession for a hockey guy, too. You'll be <laughs> yeah, yeah, working right. on a lot of your buddies. You, <laughs> no, that's, that's a great shortage, idea. Very true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because it's hard to like just play some pickup hockey, right? Like It was easy to take a basketball to a goal and be like, hey, you want to get three-on-three three going? Right. A little, mm-hmm. A little more difficult for hockey, isn't it?
9: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna play, you got got to get into one of the adult leagues in the area. But that is the beauty of the sport. Uh, when you get older, uh, it's so low impact. Most of those adult leagues aren't contact or anything like that. You'll be playing with people who are pushing sixty or seventy in some of those leagues, and they're just still doing it. I mean, yeah, yeah he's a young dude, but he can he can take four years off, hop right back on the bike, and do it forever.
8: Good deal. All right. Well, uh, anything else we need to know, guys? I uh, no, would just. I mean, that's kind of a self promotion. just, you know, we're always looking for sponsorships. So uh, these guys do pay dues and always helps us with stuff like that. And uh, we've gotten a lot of inquiries about uh, jersey sales. And so, anyone yeah. listening that has been one of those people or just wondering, we just got new uniforms and uh, we're working with the uh, retailer. We did that through to, Get a sale going up here probably within the next month we're trying to get they're trying to get photos done to make sure they can broadcast them well enough definitely that would be so, a uh, 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 we'll definitely try and get you guys something so all right cool yeah, yeah. That,
3: that i see that question quite a bit yeah, actually, actually. Mm-hmm. so That could be a nice little uh, fundraiser for you. A lot of Pirate fans will be excited about that. So, uh, home game coming up uh, this weekend? Saturday. Saturday at 9-15. All right. So, Saturday, you've got NFL playoffs. You can watch some of that. Go to Minji's, watch the basketball game. And then Saturday night, finish your night off with some hockey. There you go.
9: Great night in Greenville. It's good hockey, too, man. Don't underestimate it good deal hey uh nice to
3: meet you guys appreciate you coming in appreciate and uh, you having us let us know uh if you need any, anything else and we'll talk more hockey with you maybe in uh towards the end of the season awesome guys come back on. looking that forward to good. it we'd All love right. to come back on chris luke hudson joining us today here inside the pirate radio studios uh, let's take a time out come back we'll have more for you brock anderson a former pirate now a wrestler gonna join us on the show he'll be Uh, Part of AEW Dynamite coming up Wednesday night in Raleigh at the PNC Arena. We'll talk about that when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show.
2: Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about this current real estate market? or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call him today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock.
3: All back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Got Troy D coming up in hour three talk about the Bears reshuffling at the top with Matt Nagy out Ryan Pace out as well so they'll have uh, a GM and a coach to hire we'll talk about the rest of Black Monday as a lot of changes made in the NFL and also how about the um, the Jags fans showed up yesterday in clown gear and they beat the Colts Joe Judge referred to Washington as a clown organization And the Giants lost to Washington. So good day to be a clown in the NFL yesterday. Positive day. Two clowns, winners.
11: I'd like to thank Trevor Lawrence very much.
3: Yeah, he uh, helped the Steelers get into the playoffs. All right, more NFL talk coming up in a moment. But right now, we'll head out to the Pirate Radio live line and welcome in East Carolina alum and AEW wrestler Brock Anderson joins us on the program today. Brock, thanks so much for your time. How you doing, man? Hey, fellas. How are y'all? Doing fantastic. Great to talk with you, man. Got Clip Rock, Glenn Griffin here in the Pirate Radio Studios, the big dog, a big wrestling fan, Glenn, a big AEW
7: fan, and uh, good to hear from Brock today. I know. we will be hearing from him again on Wednesday night in Raleigh at our PNC Arena as AEW Dynamite comes to town. How about
3: that? Uh, Returning back to uh, North Carolina, Brock, I know uh, you're excited about that.
12: Oh, God, I love it, man. You know, it was back to, you know, I got a lot of people i know in raleigh a lot of friends in raleigh been raleigh many times just right down the road from greenville so it's, it's basically a second home pretty amped about it to be honest with you
3: brock uh, let's talk about uh, you know how you got to east carolina uh talk about where you're uh, you're from how you made it to uh to ecu
12: so i'm born and raised in uh, charlotte north carolina grew up off uh, providence road If you're from charlotte you know providence went to providence high school Graduated from there in 15, and then enrolled in ECU in the fall of
3: 15. Did you uh, you play any sports, uh, or was it all about pro wrestling for you? What did you do there in high school? Um,
12: so, yeah, so growing up, I played uh, football and uh, wrestled in high school for obvious reasons. Uh, I wasn't anything, you know, wasn't all conference or anything in football. I was really small. My senior year, believe it or not, I played starting left tackle at 170 pounds. <laughs> Only reason I could get away with that is because my starting left guard was 310 pounds, so he helped me out tremendously. Uh, Wrestled senior year. I was all-conference, but uh, never like a state finalist or anything like that.
3: Brock Anderson joining us. Brock, when you're walking through the campus of East Carolina, are you just like... The, the student named Brock or are you Arne Anderson's son? Like I had heard that, Hey, do you know uh, Arne Anderson's son is at ECU? You know, how much did you get that in school and how much were you just a regular guy named Brock?
12: I was just a regular guy named Brock. Uh, if anything, which i still here today, I heard it about three times. Nobody ever comes up and says, God, you know, you know, you look like you look like Arne Anderson. I've heard that baby one time. The one I always got, which I've heard five times today was God, man, anybody ever told you you look like greg olson i,
3: I, I see that too I see it a lot it's there
12: Charlotte. <laughs> you hear that every single day and you know what be honest with you it gets frustrating sometimes but when you think about it there's a lot worse people you can look like
3: <laughs> that's true hey he's a good looking fella you'll take that uh brock anderson joining us today on pirate radio so brock the, the obvious question you know what you with your background uh, your father your family was wrestling something you wanted to do from day one? Did you ever think, all right, I don't want to do what, what dad and the family does? Uh, when did you really make that decision to to go into pro wrestling?
12: So, you know, I've been asked, a lot of the guys backstage ask me this question, and, you know, I try to put it together. Like anybody else growing up, you go through phases of what you want to be. You know, you want to be a cop, you want to be a firefighter, you want to be a pro football player. I always wanted to be a wrestler, It was always right there because I was always backstage. I always got to see this unique way of life. And as crazy as it sounded, it just became normal. So it was always just there, but it wasn't always consistent. But I can tell you the moment that I probably clicked for me was it was WrestleMania 25. We always got to go to WrestleMania with my dad. Uh, WWE would treat it like they'd let the families come. It'd be like a vacation for us almost. So WrestleMania 25, I'm sure y'all remember the match that I'm about to talk about. It was Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, the first one. And I sat there. Usually I would just like sit there because those shows got long. So I'd sit there and sometimes I'd be like on the Game Boy or something, just killing time. But I remember watching that match start to finish and thinking it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. This is what I want to do. And I was probably... 12 years
3: old when that happened. Wow, yeah, that's pretty cool.
7: Makes me feel old, Brock, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. Uh, how do you make the transition from being at ECU to being a professional wrestler? Like, I, I assume you were training this whole time, but are you training out west in Charlotte? Uh, I think you're involved with uh, with uh, Lodi's Camp of WCW fame out there in the west. Correct.
12: So, backtrack a little bit. If it was up to me, I might have never even... Got to go to East Carolina I, oh, I I was like probably senior high school knowing I was about to graduate I was starting to like tinker and throw the idea out. I was like all right dad this is you know what I want to do I don't want to waste you and mom's money getting this degree why don't we just start training right out of high school and my dad probably was like 30 percent for it he wasn't full- on but he wasn't saying like exactly no either but my mom god bless her she she was smart she was like absolutely not. You're getting your degree because there's no certainty in pro wrestling you don't know you could blow your knee out there's so many factors that could go into it you could just go like that so you have to have a backup plan so thank god for my mom that i enrolled in ecu and got my degree
3: and through most of your time maybe all your time at ecu there was no aew the uh, aew jumps on the scene and now is a major player in uh pro wrestling. So how did you, you sign on with them? I know a lot of a lot of famous names with Anderson and Rhodes that are up there working with AEW. So how did you uh, you jump on with those guys?
12: Yep, yep. So like I said, I uh I want to do it out of high school, so I was like, All right, I'll get my degree. So I graduated in December nineteenth the old extra victory lap semester and, <laughs> and literally the month after I was I was like, All right, it's time to start. Started training at the Team Fearless Training Academy with Lodi from the flock in WCW, like y'all mentioned, in January 2020, the very next month.
7: And he is actually a pirate as well, yeah, from DC, what I understand. Yeah. Uh, I did not know that. that. That was news to me today.
12: I won't give you what year he graduated. I don't want to date him like that bad. But, yeah, he's a
3: former fighter.: I'm pretty sure Troy D. and Lodi were in school at the same time. We'll ask him at 5 o'clock.
7: What a time. <laughs> what yeah. a time in the elbow room on campus.
3: And uh, I believe see on social media, did you uh, wrestle him somewhat recently, Brock? No, we
12: actually have a match coming up on the 22nd in Spartanburg, South Carolina
7: pirate versus pirate is that on the same show brock as the uh ftr versus the uh the rock and roll express
12: yes yes it is i'm looking forward to watching that match because that's just one legendary tag team versus probably in my estimation the current best tag team in professional wrestling
3: without
7: a doubt without a doubt
3: brock anderson joining us right now brock uh I say this as a, a compliment. When So when I was coming up, I watched wrestling as a kid in the early 90s, got away from it, and then in high school when I was around 15, 16, people started talking more about it. I was like, wait, people watch wrestling? Then it actually became cool with the Attitude Era, with uh, the NWO and WCW. And then Vince said, all right, enough of that. We're taking over, and the WCW wasn't a thing anymore, and WWE just ran shop. Well, now AEW not only comes on the scene, but you're seeing all these stars go over there to A.E.W. You're seeing the great time slots on television. And Glenn, you and and CJ, you guys will be there Wednesday. There are a lot of a ton of people like you who prefer that way more than what's going on in the, the WWE right now. So I guess my question is, Brock, are you are you surprised at all at the way AEW has, has burst on the scene? And been able to get so much traction uh, in the wrestling world?
12: No, not in the slightest. I think people have been yearning for an alternative for years. And thank God that Tony Khan came on the scene when he did with Kenny Omega, with Cody, with the Bucks, spearheading, helping. And thank God that AEW came along. Because I think a lot of people were ready for that alternative. And I think it's showing now.
7: I wanted to ask you, Brock, speaking of Cody, how far does your relationship with Cody Rhodes go back? I know you mentioned being backstage in WWE for some of those WrestleManias. You had to be around Cody at that time and maybe even before then.
12: Yeah. Yeah, he's always, because, you know, Anderson and the Rhodes have been linked at the hip for probably 40 years now. So, yeah, he was, he was, my dad was really instrumental in helping him backstage and helping him through his process at WWE. When he was with, uh, I don't know if you remember, Ted DiBiase Jr., they had the legacy with, uh, with Randy Orton. He was, re- he was a really big proponent in that whole thing, which helped when AEW started. He was one of the first people that, uh, when my dad got released, he was one of the first people to text him and said, basically, you know, there'll be something down the road. And that turned into him managing Cody. And to bounce off your earlier question on the whole training process, so I was training with Lodi at Team Fearless. And, you know, my dad would come with me, but he couldn't do anything in the ring because, you know, his neck, he's got the neck issues. He broke his neck three times, ended up ending his career. So he would go to work and, you know, he'd, they'd get to talking. I'm like, Cody, Cody knew I was training. And they'd be like, well, I was just training, come along. And dad would keep tabs or help, like, keep tags. He's like, hey, he's coming along, he's coming along. So, he would be like, well, anytime you want to come down, uh, you can come down to the Nightmare Factory in Atlanta, which QT Marshall and Cody operate. They have a hell of a program going there. I think they just finished, like, their ninth class or something. It's like a nine-week class. They just finished that. And I was bouncing back and forth between here and there. So, I trained for about a year. And then, um, finally, I guess my dad was like, I think you're ready, so... He, uh, he told Cody, and Cody invited me up for a tryout in uh, February 2021. So I had a tryout match with a guy by the name of John Scholar, who was a hell of a wrestler. He was wrestling for us then, and he trained with us at Lodi. And I owe him so much because he made me look so good. And apparently everybody else thought the same thing, so I signed a developmental deal that day after that tryout match. Apparently I did something right
3: awesome stuff brock anderson joining us aew dynamite coming up wednesday night in raleigh north carolina clip brock here glenn griffin will be at the show cj schaefer will as well cj you got something for brock
11: yeah brock i just wanted to ask you you were just talking about the uh, nightmare factory i know you were trained a little bit by qt marshall um can you just share some of your experiences that you had uh training at the nightmare factory and how it helped you grow so quickly knowing your uh your career is just getting started in professional wrestling
12: Okay, so this is meant entirely as a compliment. QT is not a guy you will go out and see do a bunch of flip flop and fly off the turnbuckles and all that nonsense. He's he's a wrestler. My dad has said this quote many times. He looks like he could he could wrestle in 1985, like he's got that old school style, and it's really good teaching because that's what you got to learn the basics before you get in this business, and he's really good at demonstrating those basics and why you should do it where you should do it, and things of that nature. QT is a really good trainer.
7: You talk about the uh, kind of the basics. When I think about basics, I think about your dad. And I think about the spine buster, and I think about the DDT. Is that something that's a part of your package in the ring?
12: Yep, I've uh, I've been using those. I've started to incorporate the gourd buster as well.
7: Oh, I like that, a little bit of uh, the brain buster days. Yeah. I like it. Who,
3: uh, and obviously Arn Anderson might be an answer to this, who were your uh, your favorites coming up, uh, Brock, uh, as far as wrestlers go?
12: Believe it or not, let's see, my dad was, he had his neck surgery when I was about four months old, and he retired. Hmm. I was six months old, so I never got to see him really wrestle. The only thing I ever got to see in him in the ring that I remember was WrestleMania 18. He, it was Ric Flair and Undertaker, and he slid in and gave the spinebuster in the uh, in the Sky Dome. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really about all I saw just just from him. Believe it or not, it kind of it might seem funky in theory. I I always grew up a huge huge Shawn Michaels fan. I think he's the best probably ever to do it.
3: I like it. Why are you shaking your head, CJ? Who, who's your guy? I'm
11: a Bret Hart guy. <laughs> Same. <laughs> You're
7: dealing with a bunch of Bret Hart marks here, mm-hmm. unfortunately.
12: Not Bret Hart either. I just didn't grow up watching him. Sure, sure. Back on now, I've back and watch tapes, and I know that he's probably, you know, technically one of the best to ever do it. Just his style and just move to move, just technical wrestler. He's probably one of the best. But yeah, I, you can't argue with that. You can't
2: argue
7: with Shawn Michaels' storytelling abilities either. For sure.
0: No
3: great so how about that that part of it uh the the psychology of it uh, I mean are you the, the business is fascinating uh Brock, and to be in it now like how much are you learning the, the mental side uh to go with the physical side so
12: that's where my dad comes in handy he can't be in the ring with me you know going move for move but when I train he's always on the outside and he'll he'll cut us, he'll cut cut short and be like listen stop and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, all right, what did I do? And he'll tell me why I shouldn't do that, where it should be, and just little things like that is where where what separates the really good guys in this business just just common sense things that you would just be like, when it's explained to you, like, oh God, it, it makes almost too much sense.
11: If I could ask you real quick to name drop name drop a couple guys, who would you say are some people in AEW right now that you are. Looking forward to working with the most in the future.
12: Uh, to backtrack a little bit again, uh, if me and my partner Lee Johnson could ever get in the ring with FTR, that'd be a day off from work and an absolute <laughs> three. They are the best. I can't. And, you know, they come up and they're gracious enough. Dax, was he lives in Asheville. Right. He was gracious enough to come over one day and train over at Lodi's, which was absolutely thrilling because he's, for, for a guy of his stature, to take time out of his day to come do that was really cool. It was really cool. And Cash, he can do some – he doesn't show it all the time, but he can do some outrageous things that you would never think, just athletically speaking, in there. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the number one team that I that I think we'd like to wrestle.
7: They talk about being against the flips, but they can pull it off when they need to. Oh, oh damn straight
0: they can they do
11: remind me a lot of an old school tag team too which obviously it seems like that's what they're going for but they do it very well
3: on my uh video game uh years ago my fantasy booking i would have ftr at the time they were in wwe right yes i would put them with you know Arn anderson was on the game rick flair create a new four horsemen so i like it brocky doing any fantasy booking getting a stable ready for uh two or three years from now
12: no fantasy book and just, just trying to learn this business for real.
7: There you go. There you it go. does seem that backstage in Aew that there are chances for guys to expand their repertoire and to l- learn, to learn more about the business and learn different areas.
12: Yeah, it's hard not to. When you know, I think one of the really cool things, is we got a lot of young guys, and I don't know how they feel, but I know even for a guy like me, who grew up in the business and grew up around it, knew all these guys before, but to get to work with guys like Jericho and Paul White, Mark Henry, Christian Cage, Matt Hardy, Dustin Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes can still go like he did in like 93. It's awesome to watch. And then you get to soak up knowledge from these guys who've been in the business for 30 years. You know, you got my dad, you got Tully, you got Jake Roberts, Dustin Rhodes, you got Dean Malenko, Jerry Lynn, Billy Gunn. I mean, to not utilize those guys and their knowledge is just
7: foolish. The backstage is almost like a walking hall of fame. When you add in like all of that, plus Sting and CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, you know it's just an endless, endless trove of knowledge. Actually, could
11: I ask something about that? Um, with some of the recent signings, such as Bryan Danielson and CM Punk, how have they uh, kind of boosted the locker room and helped you guys out, especially younger guys like you?
12: I think they've just shown—they've shown all the younger guys how it's supposed to be, because they've done this for so long at such a high level, and they're such nice guys. CM Punk, when CM Punk came up and introduced himself to me, I was my my mouth like my jaw was on the ground. I was like, "Oh my God!" He just came up and introduced so introduced himself to me of all people. And Brian, I just watched Brian Danielson and Hangman go an hour. And was it Greensboro? Yes. It was, yeah. it was, and that was absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. Brian Danielson walked through the back and he wasn't even remotely winded. <laughs> Jeez,
0: That's just really
7: endless crazy. cardio.
3: It was amazing. Question uh, from Troy on Facebook Live. Oh, this is kind of, this is a good one to, uh, to wrap it up on. So he mentions, you know, Arn Anderson, part of the Four Horsemen. Brock, if you could form a, a Four Horsemen right now, who are your three running mates? If you could form a new one.
12: Selfishly, I'd have to be in there. And then probably str and cody and then maybe my dad in that jj spot There he i like it
7: man yeah, that's that's strong that's what i'm talking about old school meets new school right there there we go we got some fantasy booking out of uh... i know that's
3: all i wanted <laughs> all right so wednesday night aew dynamite folks can watch it on tnt glenn griffin cj schaefer and i'm sure a lot of people from eastern north carolina uh, will be making the trip to raleigh and uh it's a it's a long it's a big night of wrestling you guys are gonna see right
7: yep. yeah man i think we'll get uh some dynamite plus some aw dark uh tapings beforehand so uh looking forward to it man
3: great stuff well brock uh really appreciate you joining us man it was great to, to talk to you get to know you and uh hopefully we can do it again down the road good luck on uh, your career man we we uh, are all rooting for you here
12: yes sir this was the first one of these radio spots i've ever done and i'm super glad that i got to do it Pyre radio thank you all very much for having me
3: all right there you go you never forget your first thank you brock (laughs) that was good stuff brock anderson i got a new favorite while i wait for bray Wyatt to uh come back to the ring at some point
7: is that ever going to happen maybe i think he's off making horror movies yeah he's an interesting guy yeah he's different
3: Glenn, uh, I like the way you say asked, but I think even more than that, the way you say uh, repertoire. I, it, it totally got messed up.
7: <laughs> I was, was
3: hoping you didn't notice it. Oh, I did. I just didn't want to stop the interview. It was big Kinston energy. I, I caught that. Big Kinston energy. Repertoire. It sounds like a. I raised uh, an
2: eyebrow. I was like, that's not how that. It's never mind. I know, it's a,
3: <laughs> a, a, a new attraction at Jurassic Park. The repertoire. Uh, what a dude man and uh just kind of a regular regular guy
7: he has that old school energy though like he reminds me of a dude that you could have seen come through the gates on wcw main event on saturday night (laughs) at 605 on the superstation right you know that type of energy
11: when you watch him wrestle i've we've seen him i've seen him wrestle a few times now on like dark and stuff like that but you see the parallels with him and his dad for
0: sure
7: if he's oh, got yeah, the DDT, somebody, the, oh, DDT yeah. and the Spine Buster, it's yeah, there.
11: Absolutely.
0: And he, yeah, absolutely. Oh, go ahead, I'm I'm sorry. sure he
3: wants to create his own lane, but there's a lot of like legacy stuff with AEW, right? I mean, yeah, sure. How many potential storylines can they do with Brock Anderson moving forward? It's like endless. Right. Sure. He can take his own path. He can go with the... Son fighting another Legend Sun deal with Cody or whatever. Like right. there's so many
7: things you can do. You can with put
3: it. the sons together. Exactly. It's like an endless amount
7: of things that could be done with them. One of my favorite things that happened the first time that Brock appeared on Dynamite, he was, you know, decked out in like some nice clothes and some nice pressed shorts and some deck shoes and people immediately went to Monday Night Nitro and started looking up fit checks of Arn Anderson <laughs> in comparison to where Brock was. And just putting them side by side and just the father, you know, the son didn't fall far from the father in that case.
2: Well, I was going to say, as somebody who grew up watching his father wrestle, uh, you know, a lot of times when you have kind of like that father son uh, dynamic, sometimes, uh, you know, the son tends to want to distance themselves from the father because, you know, sometimes they don't want they want to kind of get out from under the shadow, so to speak. But I like the fact that not only is he trying to find his own way through, uh, you know, uh, in creating his own legacy, but just showing the amount of respect for the people that came through before him, including his father. And I think that that is, um, you know, for him, I think that that's kind of awesome because there are just, there's a lot of wrestlers that do it for different reasons, but, you know, he respects the history of, you know, the sport.
3: Well, isn't Arn, like, the ultimate respect the biz guy, Glenn? Yeah. You love that phrase.
7: I kind of can't imagine being in, when Brock was talking about being 12 years old and backstage at WrestleMania watching Mania and Taker, Mm -hmm. like, the concept that, like, Rick Flair was never Rick Flair from him to him. It was Uncle Rick or whatever. It was Uncle Rick, yeah. Dad's friend from work.
3: And as a fan, that <laughs> just know?
2: blows your mind. Dad's
3: crazy work, mate. <laughs> yeah.
7: Richard,
2: Dad's crazy work. I like that he's out
3: work. there uh playing on a Game Boy, too. Like not uh, it's like totally not,
2: not yeah, just totally nonchalant about it. God,
11: I gotta go to dad's job again. <laughs> I bet that crazy guy, Rick, will be there. <laughs> that kind of stuff is weird to think about. I was watching a uh Documentary about Randy Orton, and I remember Paul Heyman was in there and he was saying, Yeah, I've known Randy Orton for like 40 years. Like, well, there's all these pictures okay. of like
7: because Bob Orton was in the WWE, yeah. and so there's pictures of like Randy Orton backstage as a child being held by Andre.
11: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, Which is it's insane.
7: insane, just mind breaking stuff.
3: And the baby Orton's going
7: he's doing the
3: pose Glenn who you got Uh, take us to break Shirley Georgia-Bama
7: tonight giving him Tide roll Tide CJ who you got
11: roll Tide and the over
7: Tide and the under by the way (laughs) alright
3: CJ how about you Shirley
2: I'm gonna go Bulldogs
3: alright
2: just to buck the trend
3: Okay, and we'll get uh, Troy D. and Chandler's pick in Hour 3. We'll come back, wrap up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Redbanks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor
2: Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor-to-Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock.
3: All right, that was really cool to uh, catch up with Brock Anderson. Shout out to the big dog for uh, hooking that up. As AEW will be going to Raleigh coming up on Wednesday night. Wednesday night Dynamite
13: on TNT. Yeah, Troy what a, D alongside. What Social. a uh, cool guy, nice guy. And uh, you know, I got to. I don't know how long. How long has uh, AEW been around, Glenn? Is About it like a two, year, three years? Year, two years. Two years, maybe. One year. Well, I remember. I, I remember coming across it by accident when they had just started broadcasting. Have you ever watched the show not on accident? No, like this, is, a like big it, accident this is the legit story here, though, Clip. I know I say that a lot. <laughs> this it. is legit, though. I remember mentioning this to you guys because it wasn't well-known. They had just started broadcasting on maybe TBS, was it? TNT. TNT, TNT, TNT was the what first it was. station. TNT. And what got me, and I remember telling Jeff Charles about it the next day, who had not even heard about it, I said, man, I got to tell you, I got hooked on something the other night, just flipping channels, because Tony Schiavone was doing the broadcast. From old school days, like my days, back in the, you know, 80s and 90s.
3: Old WCW
13: days. So you had Tony Schiavone. And, Jim Ross. And Jim Ross. And that's what hooked me. And then they had all the old classic guys up there. AEW built their brand on the legacy guys. Now, I know they're developing a lot of new guys, but those first shows, sure, they were all like kind of the guys you remember. And even and, now, there's still a lot of Arn and Tully and,
7: like I said, Sting's up now, there is as a major person.
13: Now, I've been sidetracked. I haven't seen it lately. But is Tony Schiavone still a part of it? Yeah, it's, Schiavone and JR He's are, their still main the, guys? are still the yeah, boys. I, yeah, I think, to me, that's as much of the show the hook. yeah, as the wrestler. So, I really thought that was a great move by um, the Con guy. Tony Khan, yeah, yeah, that that started this to get those guys involved. They I may mean, not can run
7: a professional football organization, <laughs> no, but they, they do a hell of a job of wrestling. Yeah. They can do wrestling. Okay. Boy,
13: look at Vince. Vince does wrestling. He can't do football either. He's trying to tri- Hey, NFL. you got yeah, a point a there,
3: brother. Point. <laughs> Let's keep <laughs> these wrestling guys out of football. Stick to yeah. what they know, <laughs> right? So we mentioned that um Brock Anderson will have a match coming up in South Carolina against Lodi. That'll be yeah. East Carolina versus East Carolina. It, it's an
13: all-pirate matchup. I uh, said, "Did you go to school with Lodi?" I did actually. Uh, so I knew I knew Lodi in school, and he became Lodi became big time really right out of school. So the bat, that he was with WCW, if I remember correctly, yeah. When WCW was blowing, up, I mean, it was neck and neck with WWE at the time. I mean, sometimes bigger than than WWE. Yeah, it, it for, beat him in the ratings. Yeah, for eighty-three weeks. Yes, when he was a part of it, that was when it was big time. He was with Raven. Yeah, Lodi was big time, and I remember he. Now I was telling Glenn, he was like
7: the original sign guy. Like he came out with signs. That's right. That was
13: his hook. Yeah, and I remember telling Glenn, I'm not saying we were besties back in school. We we I knew of him, and we had a lot of mutual friends. I remember being at parties. In fact, I just was thinking about this driving over. I was at a party at Treybrook where he was at, and we were like, "Damn, that's Lodi," you know. But this was back. He was back as. Lodi this wasn't before that this was like you know Hootie and the Bluefish coming back and Hootie's Hootie you know <laughs> Lody like I <laughs> Lodi was big time but he was still just a regular dude and all his friends were still in Greenville do you and, remember his name uh Brad Brad there you Kane go. well believe, done there you go. Dude.
3: yeah um how about this D- do you know why he was named why he came up with the name Lodi it's I- idle backwards it's Idle Backwards, which came about due to his
13: perceived resemblance to rock Dude. musician
3: Billy Idol. Oh, that's And cool. now that I look at him, I can see well, With the I, blonde hair, especially yeah. at the
13: time. Yeah. And that's brought back a lot of memories. I'm going to reach out to uh, to him and see me- next week. Let's get him on because he's got such a cool Greenville, East Carolina connection. Uh, and now he's training a lot of these guys. He is in incredible shape. You know, he's my age, and he, lo- he looks like he could go win the ring right now. Of pirates that are um, aged in their
7: late 50s i would say he's probably in the best shape yeah and i don't know yeah. how late
13: he's probably i think he's like 56 four. is he that i thought I he was he's 51 I, yeah i okay. was gonna say early know. 50s yeah you said late 50s but still great shape nonetheless so he is, will be uh it'll be
3: pirate versus pirate coming up what is that match the 22nd of he said january right yes in south in carolina
7: spartanburg south carolina
3: yeah so that, there you go uh
7: cj and i before finding that out had joked about going to that show uh as a rib almost <laughs> because it's in spartanburg but because of that uh rock and roll express match so is it the whole card like
3: young guys versus old guys i, I am assuming so At it least seems to be matches. that way yeah. yeah all right well that was awesome uh to to get that in let's get a, a break in so we can get to hour three officially we'll talk pirate athletics with troy d John Gilbert was on the Brian Bailey show. We'll play some of his comments and have some reaction to ECU getting bowl expenses paid for by the conference. I saw some positive hurt. news. That is good. Uh, John Gilbert uh, talked a little bit about the practice facility. Also the deal with play sports. So we'll have all that coming up and uh, we'll talk NFL black Monday. It affected Troy D's team in a positive yes. way. If you're a bears fan,
13: one of the greatest black Mondays ever.
3: <laughs> I thought, so the playoffs start Saturday the way Troy was acting earlier, I
13: called the Bears were in. This is like a playoff win for us. Like, this was the best win we got all season. Yeah, Cliff. Just fired up today. Yeah, let us celebrate. it.
3: We'll uh, take a timeout. Come back a lot to get to an hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
2: They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Carolina Caliber will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Rock.
3: All Back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Stay tuned. We'll make you a winner later on this hour. Open up the booty bag on today's program. Great edition of the Brian Bailey Show earlier today at noon. If you missed it, no problem. You can check it out at six o'clock here on these airwaves or listen to it right now. Go to YouTube, Pirate Radio TV, subscribe, and uh, you can hear it whenever you'd like to. So uh, that's coming up. Wanted to hit a few uh, cuts from that, uh, Troy D. And let's start with um, John Gilbert had some good news regarding uh, some bowl money and trying to recoup some of that money after they went there and a game was not played. And uh, he spoke about that. This is uh, cut 1. We'll have this in a moment. This is from John Gilbert earlier uh, today as he was on the Brian Bailey Show right here on Pirate Radio. My stalling is uh, coming to a close, but luckily we're about to have the clip for you in mere now, moments the
13: finger up went to the thumb up so oh good. okay i saw the finger switch to the thumb so that's a good song
3: yeah it can go one of two ways it can go thumb and it was the index or the finger. other way it's the index finger
2: sorry i forgot to load the cuts before the show started so i didn't have them ready and when he called for him i was like, uh-oh I i'm out of
3: words ready. let's hear john gilbert uh, talking about uh, some good news today
14: well we actually got great news from the conference office uh late last week uh, that in the year-end distribution that the conference office makes, that we are going to get our actual bowl expenses covered. Good. So uh, that came late last week. Uh, we notified uh, up until even this morning, talking to people who have donated, um, you know, money to cover those funds. Uh, those individuals are going to move it to an excellence fund. And then what we're going to do, all the ticket revenue that we received where individuals donated it to the pirate club, we're going to give those individuals a refund. So uh, we're going to send it out in a, from the helm. It should be going out any minute now. Okay. Um, But, was notified by the conference that they'll do actuals so we're working on getting our actual expenses we'll submit that by february 1 and then as part of the regular conference uh distribution uh our actual expenses will 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 get you know in in the end of may that's
6: got to make you feel a lot better doesn't it it, it does okay. um
14: you, you know now the the way the conference is working they're not going to get a disbursement from the military bowl but they are you know there were three schools in the American that had to deal with this us Memphis and SMU mm-hmm. and, and so we're all working through the, the same scenario
3: alright that's John Gilbert earlier today on the Brian Bailey show
13: yeah great news for ECU to get those expenses paid back because it does get expensive being up there uh, a week before the bowl game between meals transportation hotel and all the other expenses you have going on and I think the only other right thing to do is to also refund my expenses that were up there, Clip. So then we'll go ahead and make everything whole, and we'll be good to go. Well, we've had this discussion. You're not on the team, Troy.
3: <laughs> You're not on the team. I tell you what. I would, still have expenses. From a karma perspective, I think if you got a CDs, it would go a long way as maybe you getting your money back. We're all
13: out of something. Say, say CDs grill, because people hear CDs, and someone asked me, why does Clip want old CDs from the 90s? they don't know what you gotta say i love
3: that era yeah, of
13: music <laughs> you gotta if you're talking about cds grill say cds grill if you're talking about music say cds i want cds grill
5: okay no i want that old cd in your office
3: <laughs> i'm sure you got some cds oh i've got a ton of them. and cassette tapes oh yeah and tommy hill figure shirts <clears throat> tommy hill all right uh john gilbert also talked about uh the
6: indoor practice facility got to Johnny writes in and says we got to start that indoor practice facility get it started break ground ASAP the deal with that is as you said and the more checks to come in the f- sooner we can get that thing started right
14: what, well what we are I've talked to a few individuals ab- about the indoor practice facility um, it will be a part of this campaign but obviously we're going to need to you know fundraise and, and generate some you know donor support to help fund it so if if it's uh, sixteen to twenty million to build, we're going to have sixteen to twenty million in the bank before we break ground on it.
3: All right, Troy D. what well, I guess the good news is this is sounding more like a reality than just talk. Well, I
13: think it's a reality if they can fundraise it. Yeah. So I, I think the days of financing these things, at least right now, are kind of over. That it's not going to be financed like a lot of these other projects have been. And if they can raise sixteen million dollars, which I think. I don't know. I kind of think that's doable. You Uh hit the right people up and go about it the right way. I think it's possible. I I think they could do it. And and look, there's a few people out there that if they want to have that type of, but they could write the check if they want. No, just a few people I know. That doesn't mean they will. That doesn't mean it always works like that. But could they find more than a few people to all chip in some major amounts and get this thing done? I think yes. I think it's very possible that is uh and and you won't know until you go ahead and try and ask right so you got to start the fundraising at some point let's go ahead and start it show what what the plan is here's what we want to do and then um have have a goal if it's 16 million dollars go fundraise that and then once that's in the bank build it
3: all right uh also john gilbert talked about the new deal upcoming with PlayFly
6: sports and what all that entails all right, you've got got a new deal with PlayFly Sports. Talk about that a little bit, and what some of the advantages you're looking for with that.
14: Well, you know, we've had a long-standing partnership with uh, IMG Learfield. They've been a great partner for us. Um, we, as part of the IMG Learfield merger, right, and don't hold me to this date, but I'm ballparking was back in 2017. As part of that merger. Uh, the Department of Justice gave schools like us a look-in period. So once you were so far along in your contract uh, with them, you could kind of go to the market and have a look-in. And so we did that, uh, and and ultimately selected uh, PlayFly. Uh, they've got a lot of um, you know a lot of partners already. Uh, florida lsu locally uh, auburn locally they have old dominion uh a, as well and, and so really good company you know from a fund uh funding uh model they were very aggressive with us and, and so that that partnership will start sometime this summer uh w- with Playfi. so we'll be with learfield img learfield you know until that time
13: all right, Play Fly. That's yeah, we do. I think for the average fan, it's, it's not that. But you know, this it's kind of like what I would re- refer to as when uh, they were with uh, Nike a long time, went to Adidas. Uh, they were with Coke, they went to Pepsi. IMG Play Fly. I mean, you know, these the big corporations they change hands and, and sponsorship type of deals all the time. You know, I, I think that every, if they can get a new scoreboard out of it and do some things like that, great. Yeah, you know, but. Most of the changes won't be noticeable. I I think the average fans, it's not an issue for Uh, a lot more. That's more inside baseball stuff. right? A
3: lot more uh, from John Gilbert. You can check out at six o'clock if you missed it earlier or whenever you'd like at Pirate Radio TV on YouTube and hear that entire interview uh, from earlier today. Joy D. uh, What's going on in ECU athletics? Uh, Real quick, we'll hit on Basketball. So the Pirates win a thriller Wednesday night in Men G's. Tristan Newton hitting a clutch shot, sending it in overtime, taking over in overtime. They were on the flip side of that on Saturday. Damian Dunn mm, of Temple breaker. hits a three, a absolute dagger yeah, yeah, right at was, the buzzer. I know. And Temple wins it by three. So Pirates
13: had him on the ropes.
3: Two games. That
13: would have been, been a huge win on the
3: ropes. Huge. Two games in conference play. Two games go right down to the end of regulation. Yeah. Although very competitive
13: this basketball team yeah you just
3: hope they can do that night in night out have yeah. a chance to win and uh, certainly had a chance to win that game on Saturday what was the
13: line on that game Saturday just curious Temple by four and a half okay
3: Pirates got the so cover they
13: are pretty close on these yeah, got, yeah.
3: now they got uh, Cincinnati coming up Wednesday and they'll be home hopefully a good crowd
13: for Memphis coming up Saturday at four o'clock this will be the first one since the students have been back yeah. so that'll help out a lot I know it was uh, anemic crowd the, the last home game but also school was out so that was a factor too expecting uh yeah expecting a much better crowd football news Troy the, I should uh, call Tony Collins and see if he can get me courtside he knows a guy <laughs> yeah we'll talk about yeah, that Thursday he knows my guy
3: <laughs> don't y'all share a guy
13: but no he's
3: my guy
0: okay all right I'll
3: let y'all just dis- discuss this uh, there's a, a, a rift guy. in the relationship yeah. that we're really <laughs> there's no rift I'm trying to start a rift yeah
13: <laughs> is it rift or rift 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 r-i-f-t okay thought so yeah uh, foot- I saw Tony though sitting the uh, ice side. At the oh hurricanes yeah, game, yeah. Supporting a uh, uh, picture. I was going to say not other, supporting the Hurricanes. No, he was supporting the what? The Panthers. The oh, the Panthers. You yeah. know why?
3: Because his guy he went with is a Panther. Yeah.
13: Guy. I was like, Tony finally goes to the Hurricanes game. He's not even pulled for the Hurricanes. He
3: didn't even know the Florida no, Panthers was the thing. He, no. Um, we're so, going,
5: who's our
3: quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> who's our goalie?
13: Uh,
3: I didn't see that picture. Was, was, he Tony knows seats? about as
13: much about ice hockey as uh, he does about snow skiing. <laughs> he just likes to go and drink beer. Well, how are his seats? Well, they, from the picture, they looked very nice. Like All right, the on glass. the glass. Now I don't wow. know if that's very sat or they just—they could have walked on. down there and took uh, the picture. Yeah, it could have been—it could have been one of those deals. But. We'll a, but if he has a guy, I bet—I bet they were on glass seats.
3: Yeah, we get a full update from him uh, Thursday. Yeah, on his trip to PNC Arena, so that'll be good. Uh, hey, we need to get Glenn and CJ to take Tony to PNC Wednesday night for wrestling. Is Tony a wrestling guy?
13: Well, for free, he would be. This could be a if new... you take him up there and you take... And like, if he gets tickets for free and you, especially you take him, yeah, he'll he'll go to anything, I've realized. He new, needs
5: to add to his list of guys.
3: New content idea, Tony does. And, like, Tony does skiing. Yeah. Tony does hockey. Tony does wrestling. Yeah. Just all these things Tony does. Yeah we don't give him anything he just does it for free he yeah. goes along yeah as long
13: as you're willing to get him there provide us access and feed him and he's great good. company right yeah oh fun guy yeah Absolutely. and then we can have
5: like a 60 minutes with all of his guys i was one of tony's guys back in the day i would take him to an ecu basketball game and uh then one guy goes well i would take him to a, a hockey game
13: i take him to football games <laughs> everybody's yes. got a little piece of tony yeah but yeah. i've got you know so i take him to the you know he sits with me sometimes on the front row up there he likes good seats that's the thing about tony
5: i got to experience that this past year
13: I, we got you up in club level yeah and front Dude, row. hey not old club level but new club level my hey, friend hey tony look, hey, look. the
5: best for chandler hey look i've got a guy <laughs> were you in a loge box well i was now, up with where everybody. they are yeah it's the, it's the big box yeah the big box
13: the, the club level yeah yeah, we're all the boxers. I just wanna say Lowe's. Yeah. It's fun
3: to say. <laughs> you one of those Lowe's box oh, guys. a Uh, Troy D, for people in the club level next year, they won't be seeing Tyler Sneed
13: or Jaquan McMillan. No, our the whole team's going pro. Yeah. Feels like. I've never seen so many guys uh commit this early going pro for ECU football. I've seen guys graduate and go pro but like leave this early to go pro. You have like one or two here and there, but like all at the same time? Yeah. Two well, I in mean, Tyler's case, Tyler he's been around been here four, here four years. years. Yeah.
5: Technically, he did leave early because he was able. He had a choice to come back yeah. next year for the Pirates.
13: God, I wish those guys could have come back though. I would have loved to seen him one more year. Yeah. We we all
3: we want him back, but yeah. Tyler's I'm case. I'm sure Mike
13: Houston feels the same way.
3: Yeah, and hopefully uh, he's look. We talk about it with Cliff when He gets on us when we're like, "Man, how are you going to replace so and so? And he's like, well, we recruit better recruit. players. Yeah. So for Mike Houston, They're, that's that's his job now,
13: yeah, bring in even better guys. And they, they might have some guys that we're not aware of in the shadows right now on the bench. That,
5: well, I think Malik Fleming's the guy that can step in for the Pirates next year and kind of fill that void that Ju- the, that Jaquan McMillan will be leaving for the Pirates. Yeah. And then, well, who's
3: going to fill Malik Fleming's void on the other side? You recruit. Okay. All right. I yeah. didn't know if you had an answer for that one, too. All right. All right. We got one of them figured out. So, uh, yeah, that was some big news over the weekend. Jaquan McMillan announced he would be... uh going pro just like tyler sneed announced the previous day we have gone two days without an announcement hopefully that trend continues
13: yeah and you know uh i'd write ra- if the guys were going to leave i'd rather see them leave to try and go to the nfl than like hit the transfer portal to another school so you can't fault them for trying to better themselves and go get nah. paid you know i don't fault them at all and we wish those guys the best i reached out to uh tyler and we'll miss him here one of our uh first players we ever signed to an nil deal so, that's right you know um, we'll stay in contact with them and gives a, I look i hope they make it. it gives us more people to follow in the nfl with a local interest
3: yeah i mean last night you had zay and linville yeah. on sunday night football in the game of the year yeah. trying to get to the playoffs
13: a lot of people watch full nfl now for like who are their fantasy players i watched the for the pirate players I kind of use them as my fantasy players. When I was
5: younger, I used to think it was oh, so cool. You're
13: not watching a lot of football then. Well, when I can, <laughs> hey, one game a week. <laughs> <laughs> you need
3: to, we need to stock more guys well, in the that's NFL. What we're starting okay <laughs> this good. year.
5: I was like you though, Troy. Like I wouldn't really pay attention to any other you know teams in the NFL except for teams that had ECU Pirates on it. And as a kid, I used to think it was so cool. For the players to get up there, especially on Sunday night, to say, you know, Linville Joseph, East Carolina, yeah. and last night we were yeah. able to hear two people say that, so that was pretty
3: cool. Yeah, we've been on a bit of a drought with that, though, so we need to start restocking it. The East Carolina University, not Eastern, as the that's what I'd The Said. East.
5: He kept saying that over and over again. How do these guys
13: that work for
5: ESPN not? This know was that- Mark Jackson, by the way.
13: I mean, not know the damn name of the school. There are only two teams playing. They prep. They're at least so, supposed to prep for a day or two for the game. You don't know the name of the damn school you're co- Like, you're doing the broadcast for the school. It's not like you're doing 50 highlights. Once again, I, I'll give the person a pass if they were doing highlights or reporting scores and they work for NPR. You know, they're not a sports organization. They don't know, you know. This this guy works for ESPN. Well, he's
3: like Cy Seymour.
13: So what? He should Cy knows the team of the we're playing. Right, right, right. And he'd I'm probably not, tell you they're a damn good team.
3: They're a great team. And In a know, good league. And I know the name of the team but yeah this guy I just,
13: it just blows my mind that these guys can do a broadcast and not know the name of the school well he said he said
3: everything he said east carolina eastern carolina and ecu and just sprinkled them all in throughout the entire it game. was a popo <laughs> of poop <laughs> so uh yeah they got a lot of people talking on saturday <laughs> crazy all right it's let's get button, a hot button issue for oh that. no doubt let's get a break in. we'll Triggers come back me. we'll talk a little uh black monday in the nfl yes there were some uh, surprises. Uh, one surprise coach that got fired. Yes. There was a couple surprises that didn't get fired. Yes. Uh, and Troy is happy Lucky. about one yes. of Yes.
13: Yes. Lucky. Two firings we got. One, two for the price one, of one. One wasn't going to be good enough. Everything must go. I told you all along, if they're going to do one, they got to do two. And give them credit, they did two. Clean house.
3: And now Bear down. the Bears are going to call in some 85-year-olds to help make their <laughs> next pick. Uh, we'll talk about that and more when we return after this.
2: Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center of Greenville's new extended care clinic is now open Saturdays and Sundays from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. So you can avoid the emergency department for any urgent orthopedics care. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Orthopedics East, providing services to Eastern North Carolina and the Pirate Nation for more than 35 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Rock
3: alrighty back with you here Pirate Radio Live Hour 3 on a Monday coming up on Tuesday, show Coop Ventavius Cooper will join us for the first time in a long time former ECU running back we'll catch up with him talk about his playing days at ECU also planning to hook up uh, maybe tomorrow some point this week with Tyler Sneed and talk about his decision to uh, take his talents to the next level and leave East Carolina
13: and, and I'll be honest man I didn't see that one coming you know that one kind of caught me by surprise right there i figured he was definitely going to be back for next year and then see what could happen but yeah. uh he must have saw something talking to people as advisors i'm sure where maybe he felt the opportunity is better now i'll be curious to hear from him in his own words when yeah came on.
3: i just don't think he can raise the stock anymore so if he's going to go he yeah. might as well go because uh unless he hits like a growth spurt next year that we're
13: not anticipating well he's kind of like our west welker you know we were talking we or- Edelman, you know, we were comparing all the guys that are smaller guys that have been great. than little league. white receivers. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about it at lunch today. They've paved the way for guys like Tyler Snead.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. I was <laughs> I, on Friday on Pirate Radio Live. I talked about every time we see a receiver like Tyler sneed and I listed off those names. Those are the guys we compare him to. Yeah, just little white dudes running around in the slot. Yeah. So hopefully, he can be it the works. next. One. Yeah.
13: Yeah. Do Belichick.
3: Happen. Bill Belichick, uh, backwards binoculars meme yeah, that we always see on Twitter. Maybe
13: and can get a break with the Patriots. Could they be. seem to do well with those guys. Could be. All
3: right, speaking of the uh, NFL, the playoffs are set, and the only team, uh, as far as a fan goes, represented, and boy, did CJ get
13: lucky last night. It's Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: How about that, Troy uh, they, If
13: they miss a field goal or don't call, uh, Chargers don't call timeout, that may be too long to make it. They're, they fit, they could potentially have they could have finished that game in a tie.
3: I can't remember a time where it would have benefited both teams just to tie. Yeah, and the fan base rooting most for a team to win was not even involved in that game. Correct. It was Steelers fans. Yes, who
13: needed either? It didn't matter one of them to yeah. win. Well, you got to feel it only extends their game by a season by one game. Cause they've got to go to kansas city now right and it's going to be tough sledding there but it does give it gives you big something. ben one more game you know kind of his swan song so to speak yeah and you never know it's i mean crazy stuff happens in the nfl
3: but last night uh it went right down to the end of overtime and the raiders are able to sneak in good for zay jones had a big catch uh, on that overtime drive he is playing the best football of his professional career And uh, they'll have a fun one coming up Saturday
13: against the Bengals. I saw online um, someone posted, luckily for Big Ben, the Chargers were dropped. Let's get a uh, rim shot on that The Chargers were dropped. So he gets to survive. Was that supposed to be funny? (laughs) (laughs) Saw Molly at lunch today. How's he doing? He's not funny. (laughs) He's not funny? No, you know, he's Mr. Serious all the time.
3: Did you have a take, and he immediately took the other side of it?
13: No, we, I didn't have any strong takes at lunch today. <laughs> okay, I just listen to him talk most of the time. Yeah, my tea's a little sweet. No, that tea ain't sweet, son. Yeah.
3: Molly, you haven't I, of even tasted you it. Said that. I can look at of it
1: and tell. You said that.
5: <laughs> yeah, that, I, that might be that might be the
1: stupidest thing
5: you have ever said, <laughs> you're getting, son. Hey, you, that's, you're, that's good, champ.
13: That's getting now that is, is getting funny. Better. That's getting better. Your Molly's getting better and better pretty soon all you gotta do is shave your head next and you'll be perfect you'll be the frank caliendo of mully's mully don't you think it's kind of cold outside today
3: no
5: no son really that might be the stupidest thing you've ever said
2: (laughs) i don't care about the weather i can't control the weather i thought it was pretty comfortable
13: you know me i hate being cold i thought today was okay i think tomorrow's gonna be really cold we're sitting at clean eats he's like Man, it's so hot in here. So I'm like, man, I'm really comfortable. Uh, He had to leave Clean Eats to go, like, I was like, well, take your. Ellerbeer's like, well, take your sweatshirt off. I got to go. I got an undershirt on. It's not made to be like seen, it's an undershirt. So he had to leave, go change shirts, like in his car, came back, like just a long sleeve shirt, took his sweatshirt off, and then could finish his lunch. All right. (laughs) I was like, It wasn't that hot. Like, I was very very heat sensitive he is
3: he uh he is a smart guy though to have the uh change of clothes in the truck he did have a go. change of clothes right it's a good there. idea yeah. no it's
5: not smart i don't know what you're talking about i'm trying to give you a compliment Mully. i don't care it's not smart <laughs> okay that might be the dumbest thing you've ever said can you
0: please oh, when I are you be... gonna start doing
13: Molly tomorrow i know god i hope he's not listening i mean
0: get what? him on the I show he's <laughs>
13: We got to get him in studio so Mully can talk to him. Well, it's kind of like that time where we had faux Rick Smith and real Rick Smith. Yeah. That was Radio Gold right there. Hey. We could have real Mully and faux Mully.
5: Yeah. He's not going to like it. No. no.
13: Of course, be the <laughs> of course ba- not. You sound so stupid right yeah. now. Is that, that's the best impersonation you have? You, that- know, what,
3: you know what we got to do? We were going to do, so, we got to say, Mully, we were going to have Mully talk to fake Mully, but we decided that would be a dumb, stupid idea.
5: No, not, <laughs> I think it would be a great
3: idea. <laughs> we
13: got to mind trick him. Yeah. <laughs> yep, you have broke the code, clip. All that's right, what, yeah. You got to figure out the matrix with him. You got to go opposite. You want to zig, You got to sag. <laughs> all right. Oh god,
3: that's funny. Speaking of dumb, uh, Troy, your Bears have uh, looked dumb over the years. They've
13: made some bad decisions, but they got less dumb today. They did the right thing today, and they, you know the head coach. Look, Matt Nagy. It seems like a great guy uh, by all accounts, super person but just makes terrible football decisions and coaching decisions and play calls. And the game yesterday with the Vikings was a microcosm of his whole Bear career, the season, everything. They went, they were like up big at half. I think it was like 14. It should have been 14-0. It was 14-3. And had the game in hand. And then, of course, they completely melt down the second half and get blown out. That was the story of the Bears this year. So I said all along, it doesn't do you any good to fire the coach if you're going to let the gm that's made all the dumbest decisions way more than the head coach stay. Ryan Pay, this is the guy that traded up for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. I remember saying that was a fireable offense. If Trubisky doesn't work out, that guy should be fired immediately.
3: It took a couple years, but he But wasn't.
13: then uh, he's made terrible uh, look, even the dumb deal with Glennon where they paid him like close to 50 that million dollars. And then they bring in uh, Andy Dalton is the guy. They anoint him as the guy. QB1. And then they go and draft Justin Fields yeah. after anointing him the guy. It's just one bad decision. Turns out Nick Foles was the guy. Exactly. <laughs> it's just unbelievable how many bad decisions. I heard, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Chicago Sports Radio today streaming it, and there was a montage. It was a station like ours up there. And they did a montage of all for his whole career pace, you know, being introduced. And his first hire was John Fox. Remember that? That was a disaster. Um, And they're like, people in the NFL GMs don't get to make this many mistakes. Like, you don't get this many strikes and get to keep your job. So, So they fired him today, which was the right move. At the same time, they fired the head coach. The big question is, and our biggest concern is, where do they go from here because that's only one one part of the problem. And we've all seen here at East Carolina before. You can fire somebody, but if you don't have a plan, who you want to bring on next, it could get worse. So, you know, they don't need to go hire, you know, uh, Scotty Montgomery for example. You know, when they fired Ruff, they brought someone in that was that just nosedived the program. That's what I'm afraid of with the Bears, these people making the decisions will now make a hire that could be even worse.
5: Well, well, why why wouldn't you want Scotty Montgomery? He <laughs> coaches the the leading rusher he, in the NFL.
3: He is in the league. And boy, they had a Scotty Moe like collapse yesterday. We're talking about the Colts, of course. Uh so the Bears I saw the uh interview, the press conference with McClaskey.
13: Yes, George McClaskey, who is uh, like seventy in his seventies, so let me just say that. And he, he is the son of Virginia McClaskey, who is 99 years old, who is the officially listed as the team owner, although there's a group, you know, but she has a controlling interest with the McClaskey family. So he's the young buck and and probably he was born into it. And um, so her, I believe, granddad was George Hallis. So the legendary founder of the Bears. Um one of like the founding fathers of football. football correct. So he is kind of like a Vince Lombardi type, you know. Um, so George was, I believe, a coach and then the owner. I mean, he's great history with the Bears and the Hallis family. So the McClaskeys now have te- are, are, have been in control since the '80s, since the late '80s, I believe. Um, and the, 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 her son has really never done anything other than work in the ticket office. So And he admitted today, I was listening to the, to the same press conference clip, and he said, look, I, I don't know much about football. He said this in the press conference. Good, because I'm just, when I looked he at said, it, I am like
3: a guy that didn't know anything about he football.
13: He said, I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan. I don't know much about football. Then I'm like, quit making football decisions well, he's then.
3: Daniel Snyder.
13: Yes. He admitted he doesn't know anything about football and that he is just a fan.
3: Which is okay if you're an owner, as long as you put in good people. Correct, but no, he meddles no and he makes
13: decisions. Right, and he right. If you stay up, out of it, that's fine. He doesn't. That's the problem. Yeah. So now they're bringing in Bill Polian, who's also old. Yeah, I mean I would've is, almost been better off if they went to like Tony Dungy or somebody like that, maybe. I don't know. But I
3: like that what's the, the uh the elderly woman, McCaskill what's her name? Virginia. Yeah. Virginia's like, we're gonna bring in a young man right, to help a, us out. Bill to, wait, look, <laughs> Guys guys, let me get this
5: straight now. You guys you keep saying McClaskey. Yeah. Is it I'm seeing McCaskey. There's no L in the name.
3: It might be a McCaskey, I don't know. McClaskey say
13: McClaskey.
5: Okay.
3: McCaskey,
13: I used- McClaskey, I don't know.
3: You Either say way. tomato,
13: I say tomato.
5: Yeah. But still, I mean, it's just...
13: McCaskies. I always put an L in it. I, I think I did too. But yeah.
5: I just was confused. I just wanted to get that straight. Yeah. I didn't know if, like, Wikipedia the, was wrong. No, Because the, it can be wrong.
13: The clowns that own the Bears.
5: Right.
3: <laughs> and they brought in Poey The clowns. Bill in today <laughs> to help him
13: out. So they had I, to help him up the stairs. So here's, uh, I mean, look, it's a storied franchise. It's a... You know, a hell of a job if they let them do their job. I would love to see Jim Hardball come home. Hardballs? Hardball. Hardball?
3: Yeah. I'm a Hardball? I'm a Hardball guy. Well,
5: (laughs) hey, guess
13: what? I I don't know. Former quarterback of the Bears. Well, This is his dream job. Bring him home. Bring. uh, Is he not at his dream job? No, this is his, I think, dream NFL job. You think? He said it before. His word's not mine. His dream NFL job. Yeah, it would be the Bears. Well, you
5: will not have to compete against the Miami compete. Dolphins. You How about will not, their you, you will not have to compete against the Dolphins. Bring Fangio
13: home as the defensive coordinator. He got fired from the Broncos. He was the Bears, one of the greatest defensive coordinators ever for the Bears. I
3: honestly thought about you when I saw Stephen Ross's comments. If Troy was a Bears owner, you would not take the coach away from ECU because you love them so much to make your team better. Which I think is hilarious that Stephen Ross would say, I'm not taking uh, Jim Harbaugh away from Michigan. I don't want to be the guy that does that. So his first priority is not making his team the best it could be. It's that
13: his college football team wins games. It's yeah, all the I, Well, That is insane to me. Well, and, and Jim has said he's entertaining offers. I think he's inter- he was interested. I, I think he's interested in the Bears deal. He wants to talk to the Bears. I think he wants to talk to the Raiders that that's a possibility too that he, and i think i think he feels like he's taking kind of michigan as far as he could take him. and he did have a great season this year it didn't end on a good note but uh this guy may want to get back in the nfl and and look he had some he had success he came in the nfl he said it he let he has a winning record
3: he went to a super bowl
13: yeah so i mean i would i'm telling you compared to where we've been i'd take him in a heartbeat Oh, well, of course
3: no doubt no and doubt. there's some other.
13: Uh, Leslie Frazier is a former Bear, played on the '85 team. I think he's the defensive coordinator for the Bills right now. Uh, I believe he's a candidate they're going to talk to, and from everyone, all the stuff I read, could be a great fit too, potentially.
5: Lovey Smith. <laughs>
13: I always liked Lovey. I think he got a raw deal. Um, I, I think he should have had another year. And look, it's all been downhill with except that one year. Three years ago, Since we went, left? So, so, where we went to the uh, Nagy's first year, which was almost like a smokescreen.
3: Did it go, Lovey Tressman,
13: Nagy? Believe so. Yeah. No, John Fox was in. there. Fox
5: was before, because Fox uh, took the job in Chicago after he left us, right? Uh, I might be wrong on that.
13: I think Fox was after Lovey. All
3: right, it went. That could be right. Lovey Tressman Fox. Wow. Okay. Wow, he was after yeah. Tressman too. Okay. Yeah. And then Nagy. I blocked the whole Fox thing out. Yeah, Fox did not work out very well. How long what was he there? Three years? Fifteen to seventeen. Yeah. Tressman was there uh two years. That was a disaster. Wow.
13: You guys I uh, mean, they've had terrible hires. The Bears have been I mean, honestly, <laughs> really, really had, bad. It has been downhill since Lovey left. Yeah, I mean, that was the I high mean, mark.
3: Dick Duron, ugh. Dave Wanslet, yeah, yeah, and then Ditka was before that. I mean, yeah. this is not good to look at. Really. I know. I, it's, I mean, look, I can relate.
13: The the head coaching lineage is a lot like the quarterback lineage. Yeah, it's same the one with us. Same bad with Washington. deal after another. Yep. You know, it goes hand ever, in hand. Yes, if you could had a decent coach and a decent quarterback, you can get stuff done. And maybe that's why the
3: Cardinals went all radical and got you know Cliff Kingsbury, and then said we're gonna we're gonna draft a QB, get our guy.
13: They uh, when they hired Nagy, I believe they interviewed Bruce Arians, and they uh, um. I heard that they oh well, that Bruce Ari- Arians is too arrogant. They didn't like they didn't like him because he was felt like they were gonna he was gonna control too much. But uh, yeah, another great decision by the Bears ownership to pass on Arians because he's done pretty well. He uh, has won a Super Bowl, yeah. and will uh, be trying to win another one. So they've passed on great coaches, and they've passed on great quarterbacks. Wasn't uh, – Sean Watson they passed on. They passed on uh, – whatchamacallit it? At the at Did the they go Chiefs. after Brady?
3: They went after Brady, didn't they? The Bears? Was there any talk of that when he was a free agent?
13: Oh, I heard no talk of that. No? Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: I have fans like but I nothing. was talking about it.
13: I heard nothing legit. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. Well, there's your NFL talk. Chandler, uh Matt Rule's still there. Yeah. That's uh and Brian Flores fired by the Dolphins. See, I thought he, I thought he deserved another year. That well, that's so. got to be. That's not the on the field stuff. That's like it sounds like that's a still ridiculous. Arians Bears thing where the owner and the coach aren't seeing eye yeah. to
13: eye so we want a different direction. He was on, I thought he finished the year pretty strong. I, I the Panthers coach, you could make an argument to fire Matt Rule. Oh, good. an argument? <laughs>
0: you about made me cuss on this baby.
5: no crap I, I think i think, think you can make an argument about that. i thing. think a case could be made so? to relieve him of his duties as the bears like to say here's a great point i don't know if you heard this earlier in the show stat to consider by the way
13: stat to consider
5: out of the six head coaches that have been fired since yesterday matt rule is 0 six against those coaches
13: Wow. That is an interesting stat. stat. Yeah. The stat to consider 0 6 against all the coaches that have been (laughs) fired.
3: Not good. And boy, the morale is super low. You might have to dig deep.
5: You might have to dig deep, but you can make an argument (laughs) to fire Matt Rule. At least you got Cam back. (laughs) Uh, We don't even know if he'll be back. (laughs) Bring him back one more time. Why not? Yeah, why why not? We'll We'll see. We'll see.
3: It's a mess. All right, let's uh, open up the Pirate Radio live line and make somebody a winner right now. Shirley, open up the booty bag. Booty, booty, booty,
2: booty, booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere.
3: All right, 317-1250. What are we giving away today, Shirley?
2: How about some pizza? Large two-topping pizza, courtesy of Domino's. Great
3: pizza night with the college football playoff championship going on. Great night for football and pizza. What call are we looking for?
2: I'm going to go with uh, collar 12. All right. And when we come back on the other side, I want to run through just to give you an idea of how ticked off I am that Chris Greer is still the general manager of the Dolphins.
13: Okay. You haven't asked me my pick yet either for tonight. I'm just going to do it at the end of the show. How's Vince checking? I have the the pick is in. <laughs> okay, good. The we'll, pick is in. We'll get My We're pick return. is in as well. All right, good. We'll do that when we return.
3: We're back with you after this.
1: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Josh Lilly of Greenville.
2: Picked up a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Every day, all three topping pizzas are only $7.99 each for carry out only. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock.
3: Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, Clip Rock, Troy D. You know, I was thinking about who's a good coach to come in and work with your young Ohio State quarterback and be the next head coach <clears throat> of the Bears, Troy D. Jim Harbaugh. The name I kept coming up with was Urban Meyer. <laughs> Great fit.
13: Yeah. <laughs> He's not doing anything. There's some great steakhouses in Chicago, too. <laughs> Good bars to lean on, maybe. Oh, man. Urban. Uh, you know what? He'll make a comeback somewhere. No doubt. <clears throat> there, I'm telling you, he's just got to let the dust settle a little yeah. bit. And oh, there's going to be. Two, he'll make a comeback.
3: Millions of people screw up between now and a year and a half, two years yeah. from now. <clears throat> it'll all be forgotten. He'll be back. Yeah. All right. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. Sure. Heard
13: you, you talking about um, hot yoga earlier. Yeah well no I, oh i didn't know if you had questions about it
2: <laughs> no we do not
5: well you're the guy to ask right?
13: <laughs> you want to come with me next saturday no promises made promises kept i said i was going to do something new in the new year yeah yeah on only a weekend i delivered on that clip way to go uh, well I'm, you I'm continue trying, to do it we were I mean, talking earlier fakes. about doing a split can you do a split I, you know at the very end they had you kind of do a split and uh, probably only about 50 percent right now i could not so you got one go, leg go, i could not go full split okay uh that's probably very difficult Definitely. i could do about 80 percent of the moves i was i was amazed i was able to do as much as i could for my first time good did you yeah. feel like more limber coming out of it i did actually now i've yeah. seen
5: pictures of people hanging upside down no that, doing that's, that?
13: that's aerial yoga that's okay. a different uh right. deal this was on the ground no i'm not going cr- i'm I was not gonna say
5: because I, I was gonna be very impressed no I, 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 I couldn't i, I don't I, think am not, I could do that
13: they do have that now for folks that want that they're the only folks in greenville that offer that but that's not my cup of tea this is uh purple blossom the purple blossom yep right. right downtown
3: so tried something new
13: troy d yoga guy yoga is my new it could be my new thing clip could be troy's new thing possibly never never did you
3: enjoy it never would have thought that right <laughs>
13: sincerely oh, it was a lot harder than i thought be honest man it's a heck of a workout really works out your core and it is not as easy as it like you think it might be it's a it's very difficult actually hmm. so but it's really you versus you you know it's, it's however far you can take it so for my first time I'll, I'll go back were there other dudes there there were a couple other guys there yeah gotta imagine the ratios but there are more females yeah. than males yeah which i'm not complaining i mean it wasn't a bad thing why would you well I won't.
3: <laughs> well, all right, then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Uh, Cobra Kai. Are you into Cobra Kai? Funny you mentioned that. I've been watching that with the boys. Okay. We're I've down watched. to our
13: last episode. Oh, okay. Well, we won't talk about so it. So we, we binge-watched it this weekend, and then we had one more episode, and I, it was kind of starting to get a little bit late. It was like at that Yeah, you know, I guess the boys had school today. It was about at that nine o'clock hour. I'm like, well, we the last episode I saw was like 47 minutes so i was like do I want to stand there we're kind of getting tired so i said let's watch it when we're fresh
3: the people that made that are geniuses I, because i got hooked again on it's it. got the stuff from the 80s yes with daniel son uh-huh and johnny and it's got it's a new original story cast line. members yeah and it's got a new storyline with
13: like high school and stuff it, yeah so it's, it's so hokey it. but yet oh, i'm so all in on it absolutely it's, it's kind of like outer banks but for karate you know and now i'm like well who's gonna win the all valley <laughs> yeah i'm like all bought into this Stakes are high. so i i so i started we watched that this weekend i'm down on i've oh, got one more episode and then i came across De, my you know my buddy that i went to high school with is dexter i
3: have not De- seen the last few of that but i okay, have seen some so of the so
13: they have a new season on yep. showtime which is all i guess only online right so, mm, I don't is know it, about is that. it on Showtime regular? I would think so. Yeah. Okay, I watched it on Showtime. As do I, yeah. Plus or whatever they call it. I don't yeah. know. Showtime yeah. anytime. Yeah, Easy and it, it's app. called Dexter on Ice or what is it? <laughs> it, <laughs> it, has like a, it has like a name because it's all cold. Do you take your children to this? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is too.
3: The, the, it's got uh, Big Bird and Goofy <laughs> yeah. and Dexter, and they're skating. Awesome. It's like the
13: Dexter's in ice, but it has a name. Like, it's, it's, not, yeah. it's called Dexter Next.
3: The, yeah, but it has Jen nothing or. to do with Dexter.
13: Oh, uh, no, what is it though? New Blood. That's it. New Blood. But the New Blood is <laughs> you written. are so close. New Blood is written in ice. Okay. New blood written <laughs> Look, in ice. Next time you see new blood, it'll be in ice. So real.
2: he was in the general vicinity of that answer, correct? Correct. No. <laughs>
13: yes.
2: No, it's, I was going back. Before, that was a was, reference.
3: He was by in the Miami. And uh, it was hot.
13: Now he's in New York, and it's freezing cold. Have you snow.
3: Have you been to the new show Disney New Blood? <laughs> 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 anyway, Snow White gets murdered. Is, oh, now,
13: God! Now I got hooked on that. Yeah. So now I got to see. I'm halfway through that now.
3: Try uh, Yellow Jackets.
13: I'm trying to get more people to watch I've heard show. about that. I saw the promo it's good. for it on Dexter yeah. before it. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty good.
2: See, I was going to watch it, but then I realized I don't have Showtime. It's you one said you fe- had Showtime. You said it. I thought I did, but I didn't. You thought wrong. I thought I did. It's
3: an hour. I have you HBO a Max.
2: I didn't have Showtime. I got my HBO and then Showtime mixed up.
13: I think <laughs> if you got to choose between HBO and Showtime. You definitely go HBO. I'm going Showtime. Really? I'm going against the grain because well, I don't like Dexter that much.
2: Well, there are there are other there are other, there are shows on Showtime, but see, I get them from other places, so I don't have to have the app to get it.
3: Gotcha. HBO Max has a million options. You, Sopran- you got all of the old HBO shows, and you're going with Dexter. Yeah. Over Sopranos, Deadwood, Game of Thrones, all the great shows.
13: I don't watch any of those shows on HBO. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hey, Troy so I, Deed. I, I do love some Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. That's
2: on Netflix, though. C- 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 it right, doesn't if you had count. To join,
13: if you had to join a, uh, would it be Cobra Kai? Would it be <clears throat> Madagi? What do they call it? Miyagi. Miyagi. Madagi. What is that? Miyagi. do What's the other one? It's the snake one. Cobra Kai. No, then there's the other one that the blonde hair guy. Something Fang. Runs. Wolf oh yeah, fang or fang eagle, fang. Fang. eagle Eagle Fang. Eagle Fang. No, which I'm going would, Miyagi. Which one would you join? Miyagi miyagi uh, dojo
3: i would probably go with the fun one johnny's hey eagle I think, Fang. Maybe you would i think i'd go cobra kai
5: have you seen cobra kai on ice wait did you have <laughs> that as an option
13: <laughs> yeah the three of them that, okay, th- uh, right. that are competing against the All valley i'm just Love wondering it. which dojo would you join
3: yeah i don't like the dude got, that runs uh cobra kai i would go well, they got
13: two of them now
5: yeah remember well, the chad moore says ozark anyone those
13: Ozark coming back this month i i used to think i'd be with uh mr miyagi's guy but now i think i'd go i want to go with johnny yeah oh he's a, i'm uh, going Eagle with daniel's right thing. Yeah. yeah that's he's a mess i know That's a hot mess <laughs> See <what> jimmy's in they <laughs> like terrible it's great all right good
3: stuff troy we'll see you back
13: here thursday sounds good i'll bring my friend tony collins take hashtag take tony (laughs) yeah where would you like to take tony yeah let us know he's available to go for free to your (laughs) events if it's good enough as long as you pay for everything you have to pay and you have to feed him and get him beverages look at him as your young
3: child that you have to take care (laughs) of and he, in return, you get a fun night with Tony Collins. That's true. He
13: is a fun guy
3: to A lot have. of laughs. He jokes. does laugh a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So
13: good stuff. Yeah.
3: All right. Shirley Chandler, CJ, we'll see y'all Tuesday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio
1: Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.